Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me right beside me it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua, Gangsta Time Co. It's called Partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What's good, everybody? Oh, it's good to be back. Oh, yeah. In Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, also joining us is the non-disembodied voice, the actual in-person here voice of our producer. It is Edgelord, Big News Brian. So I'm glad I pressed the right button. Yeah, there's two Big News Brian drops. <laughs> it could have gone disastrously bad, but good job. Good job hitting the right one. I didn't specify to him at all. I set him up for failure there. I just, I feel like every time... I feel like every time I clicked the button, it was always the Big News Brian one. So this time I clicked on the Big News one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guessed correctly this time. Hell yeah. Well, here we are. We've made it. 200 episodes, everybody. Uh, very excited to be here. Uh, he's Brian's looking for a drop to celebrate the moment. Is there like a gunshots one? The, hit there the one be. shot one, yeah. The one, one that shot. we used to do for one shots. <laughs> Hey, they they come and go. Uh, I can't see. There's shit one that says, bodies. <laughs> "Yeah, we're all, yeah." These uh, sunglasses were a bad idea on a production <laughs> level, but you know what? We're all celebrating. We're flexing. <laughs> Not okay? Brian having to duck them down. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, player. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. There you that's go. The that's, the, that's the best. Alright. Oh, that's a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that I'm dressed to the nines, I'm still packing heat, and I'm gonna. Pull out my weapon. <laughs> that is what that is what the kid meant. He broke that down artfully. Well, very excited to be here on a 200th episode. Unfortunately, we couldn't get our entire manga family together. There are some uh, missing chapters this week. We don't have Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, and we don't have Black Clover, unfortunately. But uh, we do have uh, a lot of other stuff to talk about. So uh, let's not waste any time. Uh, let's get into plugs. You could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram. And at New Jump City Josh. That's on Twitter. Oh, yeah, Brian. You can find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash. Oh, yeah. Valorant. Yeah, Valorant. Actually, I haven't been playing Valorant. What are you playing these days? <clears throat> I've been playing League now. League of Legends. Very cool. You've no, been playing LOL? Cool. Yeah. You've been playing LOL? Like Shigaraki. Shigaraki was playing. Oh my god. The edge is awakening in him. <laughs> Soon enough, he will be You started to bury that. Yeah. Honestly, I like after Shigaraki said that he's been playing League of Legends, I now realize why he wants to become like an evil villain. Yeah. Like, that well. game inspires a lot of deep, dark emotions out of people. Well, we've been trying to get you off this path forever, but I guess destiny waits for no man. Uh, in any case, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. We used to do a really good chapter of the week poll on uh, Twitter, but now we do it on YouTube. Uh, I actually don't know the results of that one. It's still ongoing at the recording of this episode, so uh, I'm going to take a look-see as the show is commencing. But um, 
uh, yeah, you can follow us there. Uh, you can subscribe to us on our YouTube and keep up with the poll. You uh, vote for your favorite series of the week. Uh, we put up the poll every what? Uh, Monday morning, probably usually. So uh, yeah, check it out. It usually comes up after the uh, official release is out. Uh, so check us out on there. Uh, you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. That would be uh, very cool and very welcoming. Uh, I, we love feedback and stuff. So check us out on that. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast, as I just said. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Comment on what your favorite chapter of the week is, whatever you guys want to talk about. Your thoughts on the chapters, your thoughts on the show in general. Um... I'm trying out some new post-production stuff on here, so uh, feedback would be very appreciated. Tell me how I'm doing. Uh, do that thing. Be nice, though. Don't, don't be mean. It will shatter my heart. I don't give a fuck, you know, <laughs> personally. <laughs> but be nice for Chris. Yeah. Uh, I will be pouring hours of blood, sweat, and tears into this. So. He needs ginseng for his heart. Yeah, can't be mean. Yeah, ginseng for my heart, please. Uh, so, subscribe, like, tell us what you guys think about the show. If you prefer audio versions of the podcast, uh, you can find us uh, wherever you listen to podcasts audio-wise. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, all of those shits. You can find us all on that. So, yeah. Uh, that's it, right? That's all we usually do. Uh, happy 200th, everybody. Let's get this show started. <clears throat> Hurry, Brian. <laughs> <clears throat> one piece. One piece, 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 one piece. This is one piece. Oh, wait. Okay, now I know the winner. <laughs> is all it right. one piece? No, it's not. <laughs> Actually, this is uh, One Piece chapter 1067 Punk Records. Um, we got a cover page update. Uh, last we left off with the uh, with the, the Vinsmoke siblings, they've escaped uh, Big Mom's ter- territory and have returned home to uh, the Germa 66 headquarters uh, with Caesar in tow. And now it looks like Caesar and Judge are squaring off because I guess they have kind of a history of both of them being science boys. Wait, Remember judge, when Judge Judge is, viol- still, judge is still alive? Yeah, he didn't die. He got he just got punked out pretty bad. Remember when he beat the shit out of Sanji though, and we was all tight? No, I don't. I actually don't remember that. He cheated. How did he cheat? He used one of his men as a human shield. That then, that's that's part of his abilities. Yeah, but it took Sanji off guard. It's like he's disgusted. But Sanji was whooping his ass. He he lost the fight though. Yeah, he did lose the fight. I guess. If you want to be technical about it, but Sanji would easily dispatch Judge. If it was like a one-on-one. I mean, maybe now. But, but what if Judge chooses to sacrifice people again? What's Sanji going to do about it? Be yeah. mad? Yeah, it will kick him harder now. Okay. This time, it just took him off guard last time. Now he's ready. Now he's ready yeah, to sacrifice like, people too? No. he's like a superhuman. <laughs> now he's ready. He's a superhuman now. He's not just a regular chef cooking boy yeah a regular chef cooking boy yeah, he is actually a robot now yeah well anyway that was the cover page uh last we left off we met the real body of vegapunk who is uh basically a send-off to uh I- that one einstein painting uh or photo of him with the tongue out uh he used to have a uh he, he used to have a gigantic head, but now he has this weird apple for a top. Uh, and 
the chapter starts off immediately with Jewelry Bonnie being like, what the fuck happened to your head, man? He's like, oh, uh, I let it grow really long, so I cut it. I feel like I feel like Bonnie felt some kind of way because she wanted to like let out all this pent out resentment towards him, but he just looks so fucking goofy. She's yeah. like, what? What? What's going on here? <laughs> I also, I think it's I funny. Like this. I fu- I think it's funny that he like talks about cutting his head like it's a fucking plant. Yeah, <laughs> big yeah eggplant on his head. Yeah. Uh, Pause. Pause. <laughs> Uh, so apparently, uh, we now learn that, uh, Vegapunk is so smart because of a devil fruit. Uh, he, uh, has eaten the brain brain fruit, which is, uh, which allows him to store infinite amounts of knowledge into his head, but his head has to grow to compensate for the amount of information that he has. Uh, so he's basically fashioned his head into some kind of antenna and the real Vegapunk head is the top of the uh, Labo phase, the top of the fucking Egghead Mountain uh, Island, is his entire brain. Uh, yeah, and his brain is still growing to this day. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's why it's called Egghead. Yeah. Well, it, it's also shaped like an egg. Well, anyway. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. Real quick, I... I wonder if this egg has something to do with the egg that Roger had on his ship. You know what I'm talking about? No. What is that big ass egg that he had on his ship? It's probably a giant. A big egg. It's probably a giant egg. I don't think that I don't think giants are born that way. I well if it's important, it has something to do with giants. That's true. <laughs> that's very possible. It is you know, it's one piece. Yeah. Um so yeah, basically the way it works is that he has a uh, his head has grown to that size, that mass, and basically he has all the other personalities that he is imbued with. The other Vegapunks, they're all like kind of transmitting their knowledge into the big Egghead thing, and in theory, he would be able to do that with the whole world technically, um, if he really put his mind to it. He could give everybody the ability to contribute to the punk records, as it's known as. And we would all become a hive mind? Yeah, in a sense. We all become a hive encyclopedia of knowledge. Uh, Isn't that what the X-Men wanted? No, that's what the other guys wanted. Which other guys? The robot peoples. The real, real oh, robot right, people, right, right, not right. the Sanji yeah, robots. Yeah, the, uh, the fa- phalanx? Phalanx. The phalanx. It's been a long time. <laughs> Also, uh, we miss a, you, real, Hickman. a real quick clarification. Uh, Vegapunk wasn't a genius because of the brain brain fruit. Um, he was a genius before he ate it, and that just amplified the brain brain fruit. How do you effect. know that? <laughs> I think that is stated in the chapter. You think? Yeah. I don't remember reading that. Um, but yeah, he was a genius beforehand, and then once he ate the brain brain fruit, that just allowed him to kind of <laughs> continue Makes to sense. become smarter. Essentially, it it like the brain brain fruit essentially removed the limitation of information that he can store in his brain. Yeah. So he yeah he was already a genius. And conjecture. Then, well, it says so. I don't know. I think he was a genius separate from this. He like the fruit just allows him to grow his head out. Yeah. It's not that I'm it just disagreeing. Allows him to it's continue that. to store information. In how his do you brain. How, how do you know he wasn't? He could have been a regular person before the fruit. Damn, he's about to do his fucking producership in um, person. Yeah. Oh man. Just so while Brian's looking that up. Yeah. 
Anyway. So, immediately, Vegapunk doesn't really get to finish his, like, speech. He, he actually laughs. His Vegapunk's laugh is revealed to be, uh, and that's when um, Jewelry Bonnie whips out a lightsaber and um, threatens uh, to kill Vegapunk if he does not transform uh, his, her father, Bartholomew Kuma, into a human again. Um and he's like, no, please stop, switch it out now. The light from the beam is going to attract an enormous cloud of insects. Uh, and that it does. Um, She's foaming at the mouth. Yeah, these bugs seem to have, like, electricity powers, it seems. Uh, so, you know, it shocks her up pretty bad. Uh, this is a funny moment. We have, like, Luffy basically like, Hey, Bonnie, look, it's a stag beetle. I hear in Japan catching stag beetles is, like, the shit. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Because this is every time Luffy goes... Are they that big in real life? Luffy has a tendency to look for stag beetles whenever he can and just be really? like, Look, it's a stag... He did it in Jaya. He was like, I found a stag beetle. What's Jaya? Uh, remember back in the day, the island before Skypea? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Where a piece of the island you got shot up. Yeah. Right. Uh, Nolan the liar. Yeah. Oh, that was a, a good story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Vegapunk is just kind of like, he's down on himself. He's like, oh, I don't blame her for wanting to kill me. You know, it's a good thing the weapon she grabbed was a failure. Uh, speaking of which, I learned that you guys were in Wano recently. Uh, is it true that there was a second dragon there? And, um, yeah, Luffy explains, like, yeah, that was Momo. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I left that fruit behind. It was a failed devil fruit that I tried to recreate. Uh, I spent like, 20 years trying to figure it out, uh, you know, using Kaido's bloodline elements. Uh, but the fruit doesn't have the same qualities. It's it's just not the same. And uh, it explains why his dragon looks a lot like Kaido's dragon. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, it was a success. It worked. He was a giant fire-breathing dragon. It, and now he's the guardian deity of Wano now. And, he, and uh, he's like, you made that happy. He's like, but, but what color is he? And Luffy's like, pink. And then Vegapunk just slams his head into the ground. Just like, I'm a failure. Damn it. Uh, and uh, Failure. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Uh, and he's like, who cares about that? And uh, yeah, I guess Vegapunk is a perfectionist here. Uh, Luffy goes on to ask him about the the robot, and he's like, did you make this robot too? He's like, I did not. Uh, he explains that it is the legendary Iron Giant that has th- that was said to have attacked Marijua about 200 years ago. Uh, Marijua gets attacked a lot, <laughs> I feel. Um, with good cause. Marijua sucks. Uh, but yeah, he's like... It's only twice. This giant guy and recently... Fisher Tiger. Oh. Well, they, they well, bring he it broke out, themselves. but, you know, in a way. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Not not criticizing at all. Fuck marriage law. Mm-hmm. But it's funny how much it gets attacked. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, apparently it attacked marriage law 200 years ago, but it was actually built 900 years ago. Uh, the Its goal was never understood, and they say that there was no damage because it ran out of it because... Uh, only because it ran out of energy. So I guess it wasn't defeated ever. It just like ran out of juice and they didn't really need to fight it anymore. Um, scientists were utterly shocked, shocked by the <clears> event. 
and no one knows where it came from or what it was trying to do. Uh, so the government ordered it to be destroyed, but uh, curiosity prevented scientists from carrying out those orders. So it rests here, uh, and the government is none the wiser. So a collective of scientists seem to have gathered this robot and brought it to Egghead and uh, basically kept it there this whole time. Uh, so we then cut over to the other straw huts that are with Shaka, and he explains that uh, 200 years ago was around the time when fishman discrimination became a huge issue. Uh, so it was kind of like around that same era, I guess, when fishmen started to get persecuted by the world above. Um, and, uh, apparently the Vega force one, that giant robot that they were fighting earlier was built basically using this giant robot as an, as an inspiration. Uh, the only thing that separates this robot from the Vegapunk's robot is its dynamic power source. Uh, apparently that old robot was like run on stuff from like run on energy that is not available these days it's not as easy acquired uh imagine say say go ahead imagine frankie uses cola <laughs> oh i was Dude, gonna say something else that would be cool um i thought he was gonna say the e-word yeah e um wait what what's the e-word and the root Oh, uh, that could be a thing. No, it can't be Enru. Enru is not two hundred years old. Well, if we're referencing, but his fruit could be two hundred years. If old. we're referencing Enru as as some type of plot thing, we have to say Enru. Mm. But Enru's fruit, could, you're right, could supersede him. You know, maybe it's not possible. But you know, that's just electricity. Supersede or precede, whatever. Precede is probably the right. Word. Yeah, precede. <laughs> uh, it's someone else with the electric fruit. Maybe. I mean, electricity exists. If they... Did Enderu always existed? No, he did not. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, basically, uh, Vegapunk mentions that there is something that she ha he has to give Bonnie. Uh, and he turns over to Luffy. He's like, by the way, I feel that fate brought us together. So, will you take me off of Egghead? And it'll be like, oh my god, is Vegapunk joining the crew? Holy shit! That would be so nice. Yeah, that would be crazy. Too bad they already have an inventor. Yeah. Who's supposed to be... He's supposed to be better than... No, he's not. Well, they have two inventors. Oh! Frankie and Usopp. Usopp's not an... In he invented Nami's staff. I... Oh. Yeah, Usopp is an inventor. Somewhere. No, didn't she get her staff from Wadaria? No. I think the original climb attack was Usopp. Yeah, Usopp built Usopp the climb attack. Usopp upgraded it. Oh, right? shit. Usopp, yeah, he built it, he upgraded it, and she upgraded it in Wetheria, but he made it. And he also builds all his own bullets. Yeah, before Frankie, it was Usopp. And then Frankie came, and then Usopp was like, okay, I guess I could just do shit for myself now. Yeah, I could just yeah. chill now. Um, But, you know, at that same time, we get... uh. Like ships, uh, the world government ship is now arriving at Egghead, and uh, we get a picture of them on the deck. Uh, they're already decked out in their cool fucking masks. And he took one of the pets out easy, which <laughs> you know the Straw Hats really struggled with earlier. Yeah, um, they did. Even Hattori gets a mask. <laughs> oh yeah, the pigeon, right? I was yeah. gonna say, what's good with that? Is that was he there last time? Yeah, he has a suit. He has a tie. Yeah, and a jacket. suit. Look at this guy. And he's also wearing it without the sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Oda's a funny guy. 
Um, yeah, Kaku and how, Stussy are. Why here. they pulled up that fly just to get fucked up? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. Luchi should know better too. Yeah, no, Luchi's yeah, stronger. Where did he go to a training arc too? Yeah, two like, years. All right, bro. He didn't sit down and do. it. Look at that beard. He didn't have that before. They aren't beating a crew of emperor of an emperor right now. You don't now. know that, Brian. They're pulling up to Vegapunks who do not fuck with them. They're pulling up to the entire Straw Hat crew with Zoro, Sanji, Luffy, and Jinbei on it. They're not going to do shit. You don't know that. You don't know that. Anyway. Don't forget <laughs> about Monster Chopper. I don't give a fuck what any of y'all say. He's still, he's still he the goat. He did suplex queen. Yeah. Monster Chopper is a beast still. Monster um, Chopper suplex queen? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you don't remember that? Nope. Man, but man. I'll take y'all word for it. <laughs> anyway. So... Yeah, the Straw Hats get word from Pythagoras that uh, that the government ship has arrived. Uh, Shaka's not playing any games. He's immediately like, tell the ship to fucking turn around. And eat a dick. <laughs> yeah, leave the seraphim and bounce. Fuck you, government. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's like, prepare to fight back. We are refusing entry to the world government. And I'm like, pretty cool. But they do have entry to these nuts. <laughs> yeah, they, they certainly do. Uh... Yeah, hell yeah, yeah dude. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, at that same exact moment in the Kamabaka Queendom, where the rest of the revolutionaries are, uh, the Kuma robot actually wakes up from its deep slumber and uh, just starts running towards somewhere. Uh, the other uh, revolutionaries are just shouting at him to fucking chill for a second, but he won't. Uh, he's still dashing off uh, both Dragon and... and uh, even cough tried to tell him to stop and he's like we're we're just getting started this is where the revolution really begins yo their mouths are bigger than their head yeah and that's where the that's a one piece thing that was yeah yeah Yeah. i'm gonna be honest that was literally what i thought when i saw (laughs) when i saw the the ending of this chapter what the fuck is going on i was like what dragon's mouth is so fucking big that's luffy's dad for sure yeah now that like this is the most Luffy he's ever looked. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, you know what I think. No, no, I agree. This is the most alike they've ever looked. This is the most emotion I've seen out of Dragon. Too right. He's always so stoic. Yeah. But anyway, that's where this chapter. Have you seen Shanks get emotional aside from the first chapter? Yeah. First chapter doesn't count. And the movie doesn't count either. Oh, the, even though it was chuck full was of lore. When, that was when he it was not chuck full of lore. <laughs> there was when he ended was, the war. What war? He was somewhat emotional, but not like... He wasn't... He had a straight face. He said that. He showed up and he was like, I'm gonna fuck y'all up if you don't stop. That's not emotional. That's emotion. That's an emotion. But not emotional. He didn't even swing a weapon or shoot nothing. He just pulled up. Yeah, he did just pull up. Cut it out, guys. Anyway, that was One Piece chapter 1067. Uh, Josh, what did you think about this chapter? I liked it a lot. I like this so much that uh, I think it's my favorite chapter of the week. Oh, my God. A really good chapter of the week. Oh Whoa, Brian, drop the drop. <laughs> Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. That's how it's supposed to be played. Yeah. That's the true it, power. This is nice. It's nice to actually hear drops. <laughs> uh, Well, go on. Oh. Um... I learned a lot in this chapter, 
And you guys already know how I feel when I learn a lot in One Piece. It's automatically the best, except for when World Trigger's out. Anyway, um, if I may. Yes. I crack a lot of jokes about giants in One Piece because even aside from what anything like Chris has said or what people talk about online or whatever, literally the one of the first places they got to um, was like an island of two giants. So again... Giants have been built up in the series, and it's not like Oda has created this hype not superficially, but by not talking about them and not mentioning like Elbaf and 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 really like giving us like any any bit of information about like how important giants are to the story makes it seem that much bigger of a deal. So when they said this fucking giant robotic armor attacked Marajoa, which you know lit. Cool. cool. I stands that. Um, you know what I'm saying? It, it really piques my interest. And there is absolutely no doubt, unless Oda wants to spite New Jump City, um, <laughs> that they're going to Elbaf next. And man, if if you you know, if you interrogated me and waterboarded me and asked me, why Josh, why do you want to see them go to Elbaf? I couldn't give you a good response. I don't know why. I just really want it to happen. I guess because of Usopp. I guess because I think that if they go to Alba, if Usopp is going to get a a focused arc, and then he's going to fight a lot, and he's going to get strong. Yeah. Maybe not all of that will happen, but some of it's bound to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, you know. I'm interested in, in Lucci pulling up. I know they're there to assassinate... Um, Dr. Einstein. I forgot his Vega Vegapunk. <laughs> but um But man, I don't think they're gonna fight. I don't I don't think this is gonna be this is gonna turn into conflict between the straw hats and these guys. I mean, as my friend Greg would say, Luffy would probably low diff these guys. Oh the he whole team, the them. whole entire ship. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. their friends and family back home. But it's this guy. It's worrisome. Yeah. Um, actually, now that I think about it, and the guy I'm referring to Seraphim is that Seraphim Kuma thing. <laughs> that might be a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, but I ain't gonna lie. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not Luffy himself, since he'll be dealing with the entirety of the rest of the crew. But definitely Zoro, and I guess in more of a poetic sense, uh, Frankie got to get they got to uh, get it back in blood with with the Kuma. Yeah, this is a different. Zoro as his brother's keeper for the rest of the crew and Luffy for what he for what Kuma did before, and Frankie as a fellow robot. He should be offended that is another <laughs> robot that thinks he's superior. Yeah, he should have been offended by that huge robot. He should have been. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. No, instead he thought it was cool, and he did think he was cool. And you know what? That's because Frankie's a cool guy and he's not a hater. But that's not me. I'm a. <laughs> You would, I'm dude, not Frankie. You would walk up to that robot and you would just be like, boo, <laughs> trash, Frankie's better. Fuck out of here. Yeah, I would. I'd just walk up to it. Yeah. Big yeah. robot. Fuck out of here. You're whatever, not, yo. You don't, you're not run on cola. You whatever. Try okay. to run on cola. How about that? You didn't punch that guy in his face back in that arc. Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't fight Kuru, you didn't fight Kuruk Fukuro, whatever his name is. The owl one. Yeah, Fukuro. I think he punched him right in his fucking face. He went, bam. Yeah, 
Those were, that's when Frankie. Well, anyway. it's one of my favorite panels in One Piece. He just sucked the shit out of it. It was cool. I seen something on Facebook that had a picture of each of their fight during. Yeah, know. yeah, it was cool. Anyway, um, I'll be honest. I'm not super interested in what's happening with Kuma right now. I don't know why. Hopefully that'll change when I actually read the chapter. But the more we see of Dragon in the Revolutionary Army, the less mystifying it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, we, we still you know, know what, what I'm about. saying. Yeah, that's still a little mystery to them. Yeah, I'm just being jaded right now. It must be the shades. Yeah, these shades give us too much attitude. Yeah, but yeah. with all that said, it was my favorite chapter. Um, and I can't wait to hear Brian's thoughts. Yeah, yeah, bro. What did you think? All right. So, honestly, it was close, but it's not my RGC. Um, I really like this chapter. Uh, it was interesting to kind of get like a better understanding of Vegapunk and how he functions. Um, I'd say the CP zero aren't really a big threat in like you guys are mentioning in like a fighting standpoint, they're not going to be that big of a threat. Like Zoro could probably handle those three coming in right now. He can handle every single one of them. But their threat is not in direct combat. Um, CP zero is more operates more in like strategic uh, attacks. So I'd say they're more dangerous when it comes to uh, Vegapunk's brain more than anything else. Mm. Oh, they could probably go up to Punk Records and destroy it. That is um, probably the plan. So yeah. uh, they they're just. They're just gonna straight ignore Vegapunk, all of his robots, and the Straw Hats, and go straight for what makes Vegapunk Vegapunk. Yeesh. This guy's making up for that ignorant claim earlier. <laughs> <laughs> what ignorant claim? <laughs> uh, something about um him being smart before the fruit, which I refuse oh. to believe without empirical evidence all right. from Oda Senpai. Well, it doesn't make you automatically smarter. He didn't even say that. He said it just allows you to if it may, store if it more knowledge. You. Oh, I guess so. I guess you could be a genius with a regular sized brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so that's that's what I think this arc is going to be about in the end. Is but I don't know how they make it like a how they neutralize the CP zero without them just without the government just sending more people to fucking wreck egghead because the brain is still very vulnerable at this point like you can't guarantee its safety at all right now so if that brain gets destroyed what happens to to vegapunk and all these robots and shit i have a theory and i'm not bullshitting right now Uh uh-huh i i don't think vegapunk's gonna make it out of this arc alive Mm. i think we're meeting him and I think he's going to pass off some information and give them some type of direction to go in. And it's also going to maybe somewhat inspire Luffy to pay more attention to the history. Mm. And if not Luffy, then for sure the rest of his crew being on the same page. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's he's here to play some that role. You know what I mean? To give them knowledge. I don't know what's up with Bonnie. I think she's just an important character. I don't see her joining the crew or nothing like that. No. But, um, you know, 
this is all it's, it's all the, at this point in the story it's important to keep in mind that all of this is connected yeah he's he's focused you can see it in each chapter the i mean this isn't even i'll be i mean i don't y'all correct me if i'm wrong right i don't know how y'all feel about this but like this isn't really otis style to be so direct with the information consecutively yeah you know what i mean it, where it's not like some type of like flashback or somebody saying like you know making it very clear i'm about to give you a backstory about you know something so i can yeah. tell you know he's this this is all hand in hand you know something with bonnie and you know even what kuma was going through i i had the thought earlier that i think kuma was running towards by the way sorry brian oh, i no, guess i fine. had some more thoughts <laughs> no, <it's fine>. <laughs> but <laughs> I had this thought that maybe Kuma's trying to make his way to Bonnie. Maybe he sensed that she was in danger. But then what the fuck was his sense when she was in that water? Well, it could be that <laughs> he's just coming back to Egghead to protect Vegapunk. Oh, true that. Maybe there's some type of protocol. But why wouldn't he have told Dragon? Maybe he could. Oh, maybe he can't talk anymore. Yeah, no, why wouldn't have be... Vegapunk told Dragon that, hey, by the way, I'm going to call him back? I don't think he would. I don't think he, it was an intentional call. I think he just like. I don't think regular Vegapunk is in contact with Dragon. I think it's just Shaka, if I'm being honest. Mm. Well, that is still Vegapunk, in a sense. Yeah, but it's not the Vegapunk, you know? Yeah. Um, also, I wonder. Uh, all right, so if the brain gets destroyed, does that mean the Vegapunk clones go down? Well, it would, I would imagine it or means that they... Vegapunk dies. Because that's his brain. Yeah, Vegapunk dies, but what about the robots? They would probably be comatose. Yeah, they need him to be alive. You know, they all satellite to the same brain. I think they're all tangentially connected to his head. But they're so cool. (laughs) Yeah, I know. They are cool. Hey, buddy. Shaka is such a cool design. I know. Brains are cool, too. Yeah. All right. So, Brian, are you done with your thoughts? Um, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I agree with Brian. I think this like was really good, but it also wasn't my favorite for whatever reason this week. Um, I feel like Oda's still like playing the long game in terms of information, but we are learning a little bit more as as we go on, which is very fun. Obviously, um, Vega the re- revelation that Vegapunk is also a fruit user is pretty interesting to say the least. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. this is his brain essentially. Um, so. Real quick, it's been a while since we've had a devil fruit that's not a Zoan, like, get mentioned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it's been a long time. It's been nothing but hockey and Zoans for fucking four or five years. <laughs> yeah, we're stuck on Zoan Island forever. Yeah. So so we got a new pair. Oda got it all out of system. Not really, because the robots were animals. Yeah. Whatever. In any case, yeah, this was uh, cool to see. The, the Iron Giant, I don't know if necessarily it came from Elbaf. But it could be. I don't know if this is necessarily like an armor somebody wore. You know, it could be just like a giant robot somebody built. Um, but I'm I'm to very model the giants because they're the most cool epic. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I th- it's it's very obvious at this point we're going to Elbaf. So I don't know. I I would be absolutely shocked if we didn't. What happened during the void, bro? Did 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 did. Did one giant smack the shit out of a celestial dragon and they caught an attitude? Is that what happened? Maybe. That could very well be. And then they said, you know what? Fuck that. We're going to destroy the world and 
Well, Elbaf is still around, so no. Because they're giants and awesome. But that's it. That's the only reason they're still around. That's true. They are giant and awesome. Um, but in any case, I actually don't have much to add as, um, on top of your guys' thing. So, overall, pretty solid chapter. I love the lore, obviously. I love this little, like, uh, bits of Vegapunk's character being a perfectionist and being bummed out that uh, Momonosuke's dragon is pink, so it's automatic failure. Yeah. Um, I think that's very funny. I love uh, the inclusion of Lucci and stuff, uh, the CP0 in general. Excited to see him get his ass whooped again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he doesn't end up killing Vegapunk. That would be very sad. Um, but I'm very into seeing how the Vegapunks fight back. I think that's the main event here. Um, but in any case, I don't have much else to say. I don't want to uh, beat the dead horse too much. Great chapter of One Piece. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I suppose we can move on, Brian. Let's go. My Hero Academia. Look at this cool edgy guy. Yeah, look at this edge. This is a great cover page, though, to be honest. It's very nice. Very, very well colored. I really liked it. Looks good. This is hard. This is My Hero Academia, Chapter 373, Friends. Uh, last we left off, uh, Spinner was wilding out and attacking uh, a fucking hospital. To Alternate get... title? Josh Catches an Attitude, <laughs> Part 38. <laughs> All right. Well, looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, yeah, Shoji is just chasing after him desperately. Uh, a heteromorphic guy comes up with a hatchet and is about to smack the shit out of him. Uh, and... One of the other heteromorphs stops him in his tracks, and he basically, like, calms the whole... Everybody has calmed down, basically. They've seen the error of their ways, and they're like... I, I'm uh, The fucking evil caterpillar one is like, Don't cower! Do not halt! Follow our rep! He's like, The whole system's wicked! Uh, and he's like, I'm, I'm thinking really hard. But, you know, I got beat up for nothing, and I don't want to hurt these fucking hospital people for no reason. Uh, this, uh, the the bug guy is freaking out. <laughs> He's thinking to himself, like, stupid octopus has become a real thorn in our side. Uh, just when we just managed- like that. Yeah. He's just when we decide- managed to radicalize their passion. And, uh, yeah, it, it didn't it didn't work out. <laughs> good, good for them, I guess. Put a bookmark in that statement. Uh... Yeah, he's this like page. this. That passion and fervor was meant to bring our supremacy. Uh, and uh, Shoji mentions that uh, you know, he, he he tells the people that like the feelings that you have were neither useless nor wrong. Uh, the ones that you've hurt that have hurt us have been yet to drag through into the light yet. So, you know, let's uh, let's use that light to change those who inflict harm until they find it in themselves in themselves to be ashamed for their cruelty. And, uh, I guess like that calms the other heteromorphic folks down and they stop attacking the hospital. But meanwhile, deeper in the hospital, uh, we catch up with spinner and, uh, present Mike as, uh, as spinner is trying to get a recording of Shigaraki's voice to Kuragiri so that he would be able to wake up, uh, he is the recording is drowned out by the sound of present Mike's quirk. Uh, and it ends up destroying the recording on top of that. So, you know, 
President Mike is looking like he's going to be able to uh, wake up his friend. And Spinner looks defeated. The, the giant scales that were on him uh, seems to be fading away. And uh, he seems to be knocked out. Uh, but he sees just the fucking disembodied hand, one of Shigaraki's hands, uh, on the floor. And he's thinking to himself this, like, no one's backing me up. I can't wait, Kurigiri. He's uh, like, that whole time my heart was totally empty. All that passion got me to take a stand. Made me think that I could stand tall. And uh, at the same time, President Mike's thinking to himself, is like, my friend's, my friend's here. He's right there. And if, you know, if you're, uh, if you're Shirakumo, then come on, come on out. If you're not, just don't fuck up the memories anymore. Just fucking fade away. Right. Have some fucking respect. Yeah. And uh, as I guess uh, he's about to shout out again, uh, Spinner summons all of his fucking willpower to get up and uh, basically shove one of Shigaraki's hands into Kuragiri's face. And uh, it unfortunately awakens Kuragiri. And uh, he has uh, Shigaraki's hand, and he proclaims that he is the protector of Tomura Shigaraki. Uh, and that's the end of the chapter. It's it's placed weird, the to-be-continued Oh, thing I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I... Maybe that's another chapter, but it was another page. Yeah. It okay. was supposed to go here on this last page, I guess. But that is the end of the chapter uh, for My Hero Academia, chapter 373. Uh, Josh... What did you think about this chapter? All right, so when I when I said the the first thing I said about the alternate title, it was really more of like a red herring. Um, the only thing I'm annoyed about is it, which I'll t- this is the only problem I have with the chapter, and then the rest is honestly positive things to say. So, um, this whole this whole situation with Shirakumo, mm-hmm. um. It's just tainted by the fact that this other series exists that we're supposed to have read for this to have more of an impact. Not that it was required, but if you wanted more of a, an emotional pull, you know, or for some or for this to be more rewarding, you would have had to read this separate series, right? Now, I remember Brian made this comment before and I'm not saying I'm it's not a, really about that, but you know, Brian mentioned that it's 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 modeled like an American series, you know, where there are tie-ins to these comics. Like if you read, if there's like an event going on for any comic in particular, like with the Daredevil comic, they'll have tie-ins with other series, you know, that you don't always have to read all the tie-ins, but they just give you a better feel of the story and, and what's going on. And they do it for different reasons. Sometimes they do it because they really want to tell this cool story. Sometimes it's real obvious that they just want to sell a few more books. You know, it is what it is. But in this particular scenario of My Hero Academia, it is still a manga. And it's just not in the norm to have to go to another source of media to get the full picture behind what's happening in the main story so i don't like that i think it it think i think it tarnishes this this little arc right here and 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 you know what i'm saying and what like it it'll hold it back from it being better than it from it being more mm-hmm. but with that said all right now i got that out the way um 
I really like what, let me go back towards the beginning. I had put a bookmark in something that was said, right? And it kind of helped me look at this arc from a different lens. Now, I don't know what Oda intends, but I can just speak for myself. Oops, sorry, Oda. (laughs) It's all right. My bad, Oda. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whoops. Believe me. My bad, Oda. (laughs) Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Yeah, Horikoshi. So, he says, that stupid octopus has become a real thorn in our side. Right when we'd managed to radicalize their passion into a mighty meat shield. That passion and fervor was meant to bring out our supremacy. Okay, so... One of the things that will always upset me with Horikoshi, aside from him going on a mad dash towards finishing his series and it showing in the art, is that, like, some of his messaging can be mixed, you know? Like, whenever you have a society with criminals, you have to always kind of ask, why are there criminals? Why is crime being committed? Because it's not like, I don't know, I think there's, like, this, in my opinion, this misconception in society that just, People do bad things and it is what it is, no matter what. And it's counterintuitive to people trying to fight and spread the message that we want to reduce crime and figure out creative creative or other ways to, to, to solve for crime instead of just saying that people, there just be some people who are always bad for the sake of being bad. That's unacceptable to me and others that advocate for, for that. All right. But um, these criminals in this particular scenario, right, in this comic, these guys are evil. You know, this guy clearly, you know, uh, the centipede man, <laughs> does he have yeah, a, something like that? <laughs> centipede, centipede evil guy, um, you know, clearly says, like, he's he doesn't hide it. And we already knew this from the jump, too. This ain't a secret or nothing. Yeah. These, they're being used. You know what I'm saying? For, for sure, for sure. Like there was real issues uh, that these kids, that, I mean, that these these heteromorphs gone through, and these evil people are manipulating them and using that. And we can draw real world examples to that. Like a lot of white ring white ring extremism here in America from white people. When you hear about school shooters that that are white or or, or people, it doesn't have to be a school shooter. Just people committing violence against minorities or other people because of their extreme beliefs. That is truly, you know, uh, exclusive. And, you know, everyone could go do research for themselves. But, you know, I I do my reading and information. And, look, most of the time it it is these right-wing reactionary people that react so violently, you know. And they have issues, too. They're struggling in this country not the same way but similar to how minorities and other marginalized group of people. If, If you're poor, if you're not rich... You're pretty much poor or like low middle class and it we're all going through. What I'm trying to say is that we're all going through shit. You know, just because one group of people is going through maybe less shit historically than the other doesn't mean that they don't have pressure on them, right? So, yeah, I, I feel like it, based on... I think, I think our media in general radicalizes people. But specifically right-wing media radicalizing right-wing thought people to act in that way. I'm I'm kind of losing my train of thought because of all of these. I keep like repeating the same terms. But the point is, he's talking about radicalizing a group of people who are upset. 
And that's super relatable to what's happening now as far as framing it. Like, look, you guys are, you guys, your your pain is, is real, but the, the action you're taking is wrong. You know, I can, I understand that. And I think that's an actual real problem going on that we don't have to keep talking about on this podcast. So I just want to, I want to give, Hor, I want to give Horikoshi like his props for that. I think that's. It's, you know, it's something worth talking about. And, um, yeah, it could have easily just been like, oh, these guys are bad. You know, it could have easily been that because there had been, you know, he had, Horikoshi hadn't explored that too much in the, in the manga prior. You know, we've seen signs of it, but it it had never been executed. So I, I like this for the heteromorphs. Um... That was it. It's crazy how I got all of that from just three three passages of words. I mean, who knows what Horikoshi really thinks, but that's what I'm taking from this. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I don't know. I mean, maybe heroes, maybe this society, maybe these heteromorphs aren't poor. Maybe they're still well off and have decent jobs, and they just they just feel like they're less than because of how people talk to them, which is, again, I brought up this uh, uh, a couple episodes ago, the difference between prejudice and racism. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, they're not inherently disadvantaged in society, but they still feel less than by, by you know, everything around them. Mm-hmm. So, and that's that's valid. You know, their anger is valid, and, you know, what's not valid is how they're expressing it. Mm-hmm. Decent, decent work, Horikoshi. Let's see how you finish this. Yeah. Brian, what did you think? Um, I thought this chapter was interesting. Uh, I wasn't, I'm still not 100% behind this whole heteromorph backstory, uh, this whole heteromorph story, unfortunately. Um, it just doesn't feel right for me. Um, when, when I'm reading this, it just doesn't have enough, uh, enough pull for me. Um, unfortunately, just because of how underdeveloped it was throughout the story. Um, and even the whole thing with Shirakumo also, um, doesn't necessarily hit heavy for me either. Um, unfortunately, a lot of this is falling flat for me and, um, I kind of already want them to kind of move on, go towards, uh, like the more main event kind of things going on, like. Uh, Deku versus Shigaraki, or whatever is going on over there. May I ask? Um, just to be clear, you ha- you do read the Vigilantes manga, right? Um, I it's done. Uh, you finished it? No, it, yeah, the series is already over. So you've read it all in its entirety? No, I didn't read it all in its entirety. I only read the specific parts that lead that... over to this series. Oh, to the main series. So do you feel so? Even with you knowing those parts, you still feel like. There's not as much of a um, impact there. I feel like it could have had more impact if it was done in a different way. But right now, this isn't the proper way, in my opinion, for them for him to use Shirakumo. What's that proper way? Um, it just feels maybe more time. I don't know. Maybe not more. Well, obviously, more time would be nice. But like <laughs> the way that it's set up, 
right now. Josh is like, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> no, more like in a different situation, it would work better. But in this situation, it just doesn't feel like a proper use of it. Mm. Um, it kind of just feels a little out of nowhere because it's been a while since Shirokumo was brought up again. Um, and it feels odd to have present Mike, you know, it, it it feels weird to have present Mike here a little bit. I don't know why, but this whole situation just doesn't feel right. Um, like everything just doesn't really fit or mesh well together with this whole storyline. Like Shir Kumo and uh, heteromorphs, like where's the correlation there? Um, but that's, that's about it for me. Like, I just want them to get back to the interesting part of this arc. This was not your RGC. No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, same for me. I have a rebuttal. Oh, what's your rebuttal? Real quick. Um, (laughs) shit. What did you say? Not about the more time thing. Not that, uh, it wasn't a rebuttal. It's more just kind of. Adding, it was really like adding on to what you were saying. I think, oh yeah, with Shirakumo, not Shirakumo, well yeah, with him and and present Mike, it's like even with Spinner and even with the with the Shoji and the other kid, it's like these guys are playing these roles that they didn't earn. Yeah, especially with present Mike. Well, present Mike's been around. He has been around, but the emotional part of it. You know, like I, what has he done before this? You know, but but be there as a teacher. Yeah, and a lot of the characters have the same issue. It's not just him, but he's the one that sticks out the most in this situation. And you know, the same with Spinner. So anyway, I just wanted to say that. I, I I feel like that's maybe the feeling that you have, but it's definitely how I feel. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, I I literally just finished a read through of My Hero Academia, and yeah, it's like valid. It's just like it's not a the heteromorph thing is not such a big fucking deal throughout the series. Really, it's mentioned and you know you hear of it, but it's not like a huge issue as much as like other things are, you know. And it is a shame. I I notice in my read through is just like it, it's always been this way with My Hero Academia. It's always had this pace. You know, I don't think Horikoshi likes, you know, he doesn't he doesn't waffle around. He doesn't fuck around. You know, he's like trying to do a story. And what's funny is like he's he's talking. I, I'm up to the part where they got to the final act. And, you know, I always read those little author notes at the beginning of volumes, you know, because, you know, I always like to hear what the manga has to say about any particular volume. And he's like, well, it, it took him longer than he thought to get to this point, actually. Like he thought. He would get here much sooner. Um, that's Cap. No, that's what he said. He's lying. <laughs> that's what he said. He's lying. He's making that up. He's saying that to make it seem like as if this wasn't the plan. I don't know. I mean, like this was part of the plan. I don't and know. that he's not fucking rushing through things. I don't know. I don't believe him. That's I, my personal opinion. Look, I, all I know is, is that it's a little consistent because I read those not author notes and he's mentioned something of that effect a few times. Where he's like, I don't know. I feel like I would have been further by now, but I haven't. And it's like not a problem to him, but it's also like, I thought I would be here by now, you know? Um, but it's it's interesting. 
he's always gone at this breakneck pace. And I think what we're learning here about my hero is that, you know, there's like, uh, there's like an error to being too concise and too direct with your story. You know, you like get stories like one piece or, you know, Jujutsu Kaisen and stuff where you kind of like really marinate with characters for a while and you get to know them for a long time. And, um, I feel like Horikoshi maybe built a bigger world than he wanted and, or like had any interest in really exploring to a deep degree. So well said. it, I guess like things get out of hand sometimes, but you know, this is all my, my thinking. I don't know the guy. I wasn't there when he drew this, but this is just like what I'm understanding from reading everything in consecutive. I will say though, my hero academia is a way better series read in bulk. Uh, I really did find myself enjoying the original war arc a whole lot more just because like I can feel like the breakneck pace that it was supposed to have and the effect that's supposed to have on like what happened, like how, how shit fell apart really fast in that initial war arc. I felt very emotionally attached to that. I thought it was very interesting. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It it is interesting what you say. I, I agree with Josh that there's, a positive message in here uh, with, you know, radicalization and all that stuff. And uh, I and think that'd be an issue. Yeah. That's, that's very smart and very important. And I think uh, there's something to Shoji saying that, like saying that the feelings are not fake and you're not wrong for feeling angry or even feeling to a point where you want to rise up and do something like this, you know, like, you know, you're right. That rage is not invalid. And that's like a really good thing, you know, like that's, a positive thing to say not to villainize people for feeling like they've been really fucked up, you know, because they have. Uh, so I feel like there is, there's just like something that Horikoshi wanted to really like get across. That's not just, it's just not effective as, as effective as he would want, but there's definitely little moments in this arc where he's like, that's great. That's good. Pretty good. But you know, it's just like, so I don't know. It's just, so much is just like not built up or earned. I feel like Brian hit it right on the nail. Uh, or maybe was, was it you that said that Josh about like having roles that they didn't earn. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And I love Shoji. I've, I've actually like on the surface, I really like what Shoji represents here. Me too. Yeah, for I th- sure. I think he was great in this arc, but he hasn't earned it because this is the most development we've seen from Shoji since the beginning of the series. Uh, Shoji pulls up and Shoji has pulled up and done some interesting things here and there, you know, like he saved Deku in the, uh, forest that first time. And that was a cool moment for him. And he's had these little like moments here and there, but he's never had this development. And I've said this before, but I think if Shoji's backstory, that moment where they're all sitting around and chilling and, you know, he's telling him their backstory that happened earlier. I feel like we would have had more time to really like sit on these ideas and really like understand what they mean and have, and, and have more time and page space to really like dive into it. God, like, I'm sorry, Chris, but a three chapter mini arc, you know, while, while, you know, this kid was out while Midoriya was out training to, to, and learning all of these different fucking quirks from the other heroes, man, what a nice little three chapter, Boom, boom, boom. Something with Shoji. Him doing something nice. Learning something new about his abilities. That that could excite us for future fights. 
and then something something maybe discreet happening that could have planted the seed for this. You know, three fucking chapters. And I'm saying this as a manga reader of 15 years now. I've been reading manga since I was like, what, 15, 16 years old, man. Mm-hmm. You put me on what when I was in my sophomore year? You put me on freshman year, but I wasn't hearing it yet. <laughs> sophomore year, eh. Junior year is when I ran into Naruto. That's what it was. Yeah. But anyway... I've been reading long enough. I know. I know how it could be done. I've seen it happen in many different ways. I've seen them do it in one chapter. I've seen them take a year to do that shit in other series. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I mean? It's so... Like, man, man. It just... A little bit of attention to it. Just to fuss. I mean, One Piece does this all the fucking time. That's the only... We literally... I talked about this the whole time in One Piece for my, my part. That... The only reason I care about Giants is because we got a little taste <laughs> and enough mentions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We did not get that with this. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, they look cool. You got some people shooting fire out and, and the other guy looks like an alligator. Same shit to me. Yeah. I'll I'll always attest that the where the volumes leave off is like the Dirty Deku era. And I know you have your feelings on it, but I feel like that whole stretch of time is like a, a huge missed opportunity for My Hero Academia. Because the amount of stuff they actually built up for that arc and that never happened was kind of wild. Like, they built up, like, heroes from, like, abroad coming in. And I know they, like, kind of addressed it here. They're not coming over, whatever. But, like, at the time, it was, like, there was, like, these shaded fixtures. And it was, like, who are these people? And there was, like, 100 of uh, one hundred and something fucking criminals broke out from this prison and this prison. And then there are seven... Nomu out there, high-end Nomus that we got to take down. Uh, and, you know, we get these little, like, glimpses of this post-apocalyptic My Hero Academia world that I feel like if we had explored more, it would have made for a way more interesting series. And, you know, the parts that I'm reading right now, I forgot how good that shit was. Like, that arc was great. Uh, you know, Deku just, like, learning the other powers and, you know, the other heroes doing stuff in the... Uh, in this like post-apocalyptic thing, you could have told a little bit of uh, some self-contained stories in there. You could have had maybe like an arc of the kids looking for Deku and just like coming across various villains and stuff and, you know, getting like laying the foundation for stuff like this, you know, so that, you know, say Shoji could go up against like a, a heteromorphic villain or whatever, and then have this be like his crescendo final moment, whatever. Him and Spinner going to the same fucking informational session or maybe rally, you know, because even though one's a hero, he still cares about his heteromorph. So he's there because he's interested. While the other one, even though he has his own plans and schemes with the villainous organization, still wants to be out there. They could it could have been two people. Look, You know, there's a lot of artistic things he could have did with that. Yeah. And to me, that speaks to a lack of interest. I'm not going to say skill because, man, I'm just talking shit about this comic, bro. Yeah. I'm not writing. Or, so, you know, it is what it is. But just like you said, missed opportunity, man. I've seen it happen in other series. And I, I thought I'd seen the signs for it early on in this one. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, we we make this con, uh, this um criticism of my hero academia Constantly. a lot. So I try yeah, not. Sorry. I don't want to beat it over the head too much. But it is uh it is a truth. And this is like one of the moments... And I feel like it's going to continue to come up in that way. Um, 
But yeah, it, it is it is just like kind of a shame. But you know what? It's not my story. And, you know, I feel like Horikoshi wanted to get to this point a lot earlier. And he's here now and he's just trying to like execute the moments that he really wanted to execute from the beginning and kind of get out. Um, but, you know, I don't think he's I, I don't I don't want to say that he's there's a lack of effort because, you know, he is drawing his fucking ass off a lot. And I yeah. don't think you I don't think you can do work, put in this much work if you don't care. You know what I mean? It is just like, I don't know. I think he's just trying to hit his beats and hit his marks and have these like moments fleshed out. But I honestly believe if My Hero Academia was in the mature section of Shonen Jump, it would have been better off, in my opinion. I feel like um, Horikoshi getting a lot of public backlash for some creative decisions soiled the series for him and yeah want to get out of it that's entirely possible like he got a lot of heat and you know like the villains which i feel like he loves these characters and i feel that love uh i love these characters to be honest the league of villains are a great villain group uh i'm i feel like any negative reception he got from that really fucked with him because was like well this is the crux of my story (laughs) you know what i mean like this is like my thesis that I'm fighting against. You know what I mean? This is like the the antithesis, you know, like of Deku and everything. These are the dark mirrors of society that I'm trying to expose, and like, it it is a shame. I I can I, I can understand that if that's the truth. I mean, again, I don't know the guy, but if that's the truth, and you know, his series, like the joy of the series was taken away from him because of like this massive crowd reaction. I I feel for him. That's really sad. Uh. Yeah, I mean, still, the criticisms are also valid, but I do feel for the guy. And you know what? Just to shed a little light, it is good. (laughs) You know, this is like a good series still. It's just, it could be great, and it hurts my feelings every time that it's not great. Agreed. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that's all I got to say. I don't know. Uh, Any rebuttals? All right, well. That was my hero academia. <laughs> uh, let's let's move onward. Oh wait, Hunter Hunter. Uh. Uh, this is Hunter Hunter chapter three hundred and ninety five foundlings uh, founding part one. All alternate right. title. No alternate title. Oh okay. <laughs> Well, last we left off, uh, lots of complicated things are happening. Uh, the they seemed uh, the Char and the the G ah, damn damn GU, GU the GU underbosses seem to have found uh, a a hideout for uh, the Haley. Uh, but you know that that hideout is guarded by a trap. That if you go into it, if you go into the room. You get teleported somewhere else, and then there will be people waiting there to shank your ass and kill you and eat you alive, I guess. It's funny because one of the troop members says, oh, well, that wouldn't mind. That wouldn't matter too much because then we'd just get sent to another part of the ship. And I'm like, I guess you guys don't care about anything, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, uh, they're, just, they're, just, they're just gluttons for, for gulliness. Like, yeah. They're just ready. Gluttons for gulliness. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, among other things, uh, the 
royal guard for uh, Seri, the print, the fourth prince Seri. Saradnik. Serendici. Serendici. I say Serendici. Because it sounds very European, which makes it easier to yeah. associate with evil. We're going to butcher his name on purpose. He's not a good person anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Fascist Italian Serendici. <laughs> Fascist Italian. Yeah. Uh, so the the Royal Guard for him are like apparently old friends of his. And uh, they are getting the hint that uh, they're being set up for slaughter, essentially. Uh, there are suspicious actions by the Haley that are not being acted on by the police that are on the ship. Uh, and the princes don't seem to be acting on it either. Uh, giving the impression that they're just waiting for the Haley to give them a reason to slaughter everyone in the lower fucking tiers of this ship. So they can make some weird blood ritual sacrifice thing for the battle succession. So somebody thought that that might, all right, it was the cow guy, right? He was the one that surmised. I remember him. There was a chapter where he was like, is that the reason? Because he was already thinking that, okay, people are dying. And like, perhaps like it's it's part of it. Like he was speculating that it's part of the urn ritual that they needed a bunch of people to die. Yeah. But is that actually, is that a real thing? Is that well, actually the case? I don't think so. I think there's just. Nope. That's the conjecture is that they are allowing the mafia battle to, to intensify. <laughs> So that they, so that the people that are disconnected from, well, so that people who would have a vested interest in shutting down the mafia, so that they don't seem associated to them, the princes and the hunter association that have a vested interest in protecting the princes, go down and fuck up the the mafia. So, so this is a plan to destroy all the mafias in general. Yeah, and uh, probably and the civilians. princes are complicit. Somewhat, they're just waiting for a reason. They're just waiting for shit to break out so bad that they'll have no choice but to send hunters down and to like Eradicate, fight them. Yeah. And that fight will lead to hundreds of casualties from not right. just mafia people, but civilians that just happen to be fucking around because they'll be battling with Nen. Right. Uh, and that's not going to be good. Anyway, I hope I got that right. <laughs> Perhaps I, we'll see. I never feel like I do. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the uh, the Char and the Zhu Zhu Li battle. The Zhu Zhu Yu. I keep fucking up the names now. I I'm I'm supposed to be knowledgeable about this. The Zhu Yu Zhu Itadori. Yeah, the Yu Zhu Itadoris are um looking at the map and just be like, this is where the Haley's offices are, uh, and. You know, they uh, they weren't in the office. They sent the, the uh, troop over to deal with the uh, hideout. In the meantime, they're going to go after the pair that Hingrin, Hing, Hinrig found uh, and uh, capturing them alive. Uh, and he's like, did you explain to the Phantom Troop about the trap? And he was like, yeah, I did. I asked if they had a strategy, but they said it didn't. Doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. Uh, cold. 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 They're not worried about anybody else being strong. No, they don't care. It just doesn't matter. They don't care. They're so strong. They're like, listen, the only obstacle in our way is just the fact that we don't know where somebody's at. Yeah. That's it. 
Yeah. Nothing else is a problem. Not these mafia people, not the princes upstairs, not Karapika, <laughs> not Gone or his dad. None of these niggas is a problem to the troop. Well, Karapika is a problem for the troop. Well, they wouldn't be mad. They wouldn't be scared of him. They, they would, would not him. even a little bit. They can't kill him. Why not? Because he still has his his nen in uh, Corolla's heart. No, no. They love Corolla that nen much. Chain? No, I think it's. Uh, I think like that was a condition f- that was temporarily. Like he let him go from that. Oh, okay. Um, but in any case, they're not looking for him anyway. I don't even think they know he's on the boat. Uh, but in any case. The, the troop that are there are Phaeton, Nobunaga, and Finks, and uh, they pull up to the Haley headquarters, and uh, they investigate it. I guess they don't get sent away immediately, so um, they're just, like, looking for the place where the trap would be, and they're like, well, let's try the bathroom. And uh, he's like, well, if the story checks out, the hidden room should be four, four or five times as large as this room. Uh, and Nobunaga's like, again, I don't care if it's a trap. Uh, and Finks confirms, sure, as long as the trap sends us somewhere within the ship, but what if it throws us out of the ocean? And he's like, eh, I don't think they would do that, but, you know, let's let's try it. Even if it did, you know, <laughs> we just fight the ocean and eat it anyway. <laughs> so, whatever. <laughs> I'll just cut the ocean. Yeah. Uh, so, no Nobunaga does a cool, uh, perfect rectangular cut of the bathroom leading into... Not a square one? Uh... This is not, I, no, it's the sides are not equal. It's a rectangle. Ah, oh, you're right. Fool! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he cuts a perfect rectangle, and then he lets, yeah, Phaeton tells the guy to go in first. He's like, you first. Uh, the Haley guy enters, and, you know, nothing happens. They actually end up in a headquarters. Uh, but it turns out the Haley that were hiding out there are now gone. They've evacuated, They, um, which is not an amateur move like they expected. The, the troop is under the impression that the Haley are just, like, amateurs. But this, the fact that they know that the troop is after them and they left, knowing that they might find them here, that's like, all right, someone is in charge now. Someone's making smart decisions. Someone's playing games. Yeah, he's like, uh, Nobunaga notices, he basically says, like, hey, these guys are a lot like us, you know? Maybe a switch flip when one of their own was killed. And, and Finks is like, you keep saying that, but this is different. Like, you sure? I mean, we were like this in the beginning. Uh, we were just in the dark, searching for something, anything. And most of all, resignation and anger were the driving force, am I right? And then all of a sudden, flashback! Right. Um, we cut over to Meteor City, um, and there's a videotape flying through the air uh, that is caught by Franklin, a young Franklin. Um, oh, yeah, that's the uh, the Frankenstein guy or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, uh, he he gets a thing that's uh, I guess it's they think it's like something to teach them a foreign language or so. I believe this is Shalnark, but who the fuck is Shalnark? The guy with the cell phone. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead now. Uh, Did he not die there when he got hit with the rock or whatever? No, he died when <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna kill you nine more times." I yeah. Uh, yeah, but that was like kid. I, he was just like fucking around. I guess he's gonna oh. like beat him up. Okay. In any case, he's there with Crollo, a young Crollo, and uh, they seem to be running around because they've stolen something, uh, and they were caught by a young Maki. Yo, be honest. Does Crollo look like he's worried? No, he is any? not. 
He's not worried. He's not worried at all in any of these. <laughs> yeah. They seem to have stolen this tape from Uvo Gein's territory. That's a name that we haven't heard in a while because he's dead now. Um, so, yeah, he's ba- he's apparently he's living with uh, a young mach- Machi. And, uh, oh, that girl, right? That's the nurse? Yeah, that's Machi. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Shalnark is like, he's an idiot. I think he's Shalnark, at least. He's an idiot. He's, he's going <laughs> to kill us anyway. There's no way we're going to do what he says. And he just gets fucking beamed by some kind of pencil. What is this? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was something really got, fucking yeah, hard. It, it knocked him out. Um, he's a Nendro. Yeah, and uh, Uvogin comes down to take care of them once and for all. Franklin hands the tape over to Krolo, and uh, C- Franklin and Uvogin get into a, uh, a fist fist fight. And while they're fighting, Krolo runs away, but they are intercepted by uh, a young Finx, <laughs> and I think this is actually uh, Nobunaga, because I don't know if it would make sense for Phaeton, because Phaeton seems like very young. Right, like he wasn't born yet. Yeah, that could be Phaeton. He looks like he. It could be Phaeton. Yeah, I think it's Phaeton. I don't, I don't know. Think it's come on, look at his either. eyes. Does he? I hate to keep saying this, but come on, does it look like he cares about anything that's happening in these panels? I don't know. It could be. It could be Nobunaga. No, no. I, you know, I'm, not, I'm just saying. Like, does it look like he cares though? Nobunaga no. cares about life. Remember, he cared about Gone. Yeah, I don't know. It could. It could be Phaeton. the other kid. He does not care about anything he is the mascot for the troop yeah he is the troops men's troop men yeah of Fate not time? caring it doesn't matter i'm better than you there's no one in this world that can stop him phaeton and finks are, are a duo they're like sure. always together so yeah it I makes sense for that to be yeah but phaeton's Fate, significantly Fate younger than them no <laughs> yo look how phaeton looked though. i don't look know at him. i don't think they ever said he's a little but... boy yeah so that could be him no, he's just short. Yeah, but if they're all little kids Maybe he's just short. at that time, then not how all is... of them are little kids. Nobunaga looks like he would be a kid. They're all kids. I don't Do think, think Nobunaga is that much younger than the other guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Nobunaga showed up in this chapter. Mm. We'll have to see. He looks too timid in the face. One of us will be right next week, and it'll be me. Luto. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So, Mystery Man and Finks show up. <laughs> Finks is like, hey, got something good, Krolo? You ha- you- we're nicer than Uvo. Hand it over. We'll promise we'll give it back to you later. Man, Finks looked terrifying back in the day. And he just yoinks the tape and runs off he- on his weird motorcycle thing. Um, we then get to Krolo arriving at this big house in the middle of Meteor City. Um and he's basically uh, arrived there for some reason. This is like some kind of sanctuary of some sort. Oh, there's a reason. There's a bunch of text. There's got to be a reason in there somewhere. Yeah, they explain that people born in Meteor City don't have certificates of social identity to prove their existence. There were reprobates who twisted the fact, twisted that fact to mean these people who don't exist don't count as human, and therefore it was not a crime to hunt them. Uh, so apparently at some point Meteor City allied with the mafia exchanging personnel for a guarantee of safety. So basically the mafia looks after this place. Um, subsequent to their ties with with the mafia growing, stronger Nen abilities began to manifest within the elders, uh, giving rise to a pledge that eventually became the law of retribution. 
uh, only life can cons- compensate for life. We'll accept anything you leave here, but don't ever take anything away from us. Uh, so, yeah. That's the girl with the nose. Oh, yeah. Well, well Didn't she getting, die? Ahead, getting ahead of ourselves. But Sorry. yes. Um, How'd she die? Oh, yeah. She died because... Uh, Karapika. She, yeah. Karapika made her... Uh, a condition that if she told anything, told the rest of the troop anything about Karapika, that she would die. Oh, and she was like, "I'll take that L, no problem." Yeah, she told, she said, "I'll take that." Yo, L, no problem. why is the Phantom troop filled with real niggas, yo? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> well, they're anyway. the main characters of the series. Yo. Anyway, speaking of that, uh, Krolo pulls up to this weird classroom where Paku, a young Pakunoda, is. Uh, and honestly, when I first saw this, I was like, "Oh, Paku." She looks so. Like innocent, not fucking innocent. ugly. She looks so so happy. Yeah, she looks like a foot in the future. <laughs> you need to stop, dude. You don't speak ill of the dead. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So yeah, they're just chilling at this church. Uh, and he, Crowler, uh, decides to share with the tape that uh that he got. Apparently, I forgot to mention this, but like when he gave Kroll, uh, Sphinx, Sphinx the tape, uh, he was actually keeping uh, a real tape. You know, he like, I guess, swapped out the tapes so that Sphinx um, uh, would take the wrong one. But he got the real one as Learning Gelman Volume 20. And um, yeah, basically, uh, we get a little scene of, I guess, these elders in Meteor City talking about how fucking cool Krollo is. And that he should uh, let he should uh, the elders should meet him, uh, and he's like, it would be wonderful if he could help us solve the per- the various plagues across the city, uh, but he's really just sitting down watching uh, Power Rangers with Pakunoda, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's it's a cute moment. These like little they're called the power cleaners in this in this universe, the mighty sweeping power cleaners. Um, yeah, uh, Rip Tommy, <laughs> right. honestly. Um, in any case, they're just like watching it, and uh, he's like, "Let's invite everybody over to watch it." And he's like, "Well, we don't really understand what they're saying, but you know." Uh, Krolo uh, brings up the idea. So, like, if we want everybody else to watch it, I have a favor to ask. You want to make a dub, and so and thus the Power Cleaners Abridged series was born. That's lit. <laughs> uh, basically, the idea is to get all the kids together and make a dub for this series. Uh, it's it's very cute, I guess. Um, very uh, wholesome, and you know the kids get to pick their roles and and uh, in this uh, kid kid dub of um, of Mighty Morphin Power Cleaners, we get a little like weird uh, silent moment where there's this black van and uh, there's these people inside with bags over their heads. I bet one of them is Ahsoka. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but I just had a fucking weird urge to be like. I mean, he joins the fan troop at some point. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I don't know if they leave people or they take people. I don't really know, but they drive away, and uh, it looks like the kids are getting started on their uh, English dub. Uh, sub is better of power cleaners, and that's where the chapter ends. Weirdly enough, uh, that was Hunter Hunter chapter three ninety five. Josh, what did you think about this chapter? This came out of nowhere, man. I mean, we had Nobunaga being super cool, cutting rectangles, and then we got transported to the past in Meteor City. I didn't know how to feel. Um, 
this whole time reading it on my own, I had no idea that any of these extra characters were troop members. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. It's Franklin, it's Crollo, it's I uh I only knew that was Crollo, I think, because they said their name. Yeah, they mentioned that this was uh Uvogin. I don't and know Mashi. who that is. Uvo game was the first one that uh, Kurape. Uh, I, re- I don't remember. It's any the of big their guy. Names. I don't remember any of their names. I know who he is now. <laughs> now, but as soon as you said it, I was like, "Oh yeah, Frankenstein." That's that's what he looks like, Frankenstein. He has like nail in his head, doesn't he? Not now, but eventually. Yeah. No, eventually. he has stitches and a weird gauge. Yeah, in his head, right? And he has guns for fingers. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's his thing. Where's the vacuum girl? She's the best. Oh, she's not there. She, yeah, she's not here yet either. But she is the best, isn't she? I guess so, yeah. She can't be beat either. Um, I don't know if she can't be beat. She can't be beat. <laughs> yeah, so I... Again, that's why I love redoing these series with you guys, like rereading them, because I learn a lot. So, yeah, this was a nice, cute, little, well-rounded backstory that I don't have much more to say about. Now, Brian, what did you think? This is my RGC. Oh, it's also mine. <laughs> so, hey, and it's also RGC certified. RGC certified. What? RGC certified. Well, I'll let it finish. But this, this is also the audience voted really good chapter of the week. Uh, so, congratulations, Hunter Hunter. You won one. This is the first time Let's it's won go. since it came back. It's okay. You made your decision already. What happened? Yeah, Hunter what Hunter. Ha- what did I miss in this chapter? Hunter Hunter won by fifty-seven percent of the vote, it, it, meaning it probably was tied up until this. So. <laughs> oh my Hunter, god, Hunter! <laughs> you got yeah. What is it? Because it was Crawler's backstory. Yeah, no, it's because it's probably. the Phantom Troop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you can't <forget>. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Crollo, <laughs> but times eight. <laughs> I feel like you can't decide whether you're like bitter about it or not. <laughs> I'm not bitter about it. Yeah, it sounds like you are. Because that was a big reaction. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. All right. I'm not bitter about the Phantom Troop. I'm bitter about people who are so hype about it. Oh, them. God. Here we go. Yeah. I, I ain't shit. Because they're <laughs> yeah. such a good group. Honestly, it's... They are, but I'm annoyed that other people like Josh, it, too. you spent this entire chapter praising them, and then you're like, other people like them? Bleh. Yeah, that's just how it works. <laughs> All right. Anyway. You know why I chose the Grass Daughter in the newest Pokemon game? Because nobody else Because everybody worked. wanted the Fire and Water type. Brian, continue with your thoughts. <laughs> anyway, I really enjoyed this chapter, um, primarily because, you know... All right, so first things first... I love the trio of Finks, Nobunaga, and uh, Feitan. I bet just, you do. F- Nobunaga and Finks are my favorites uh, of the Fanta troop. Um, Aside from Crollo. Yeah, Crollo's like three for me, I guess. Um, I guess. But it, it's cool to see those three together. Um, I also am a big Nobunaga fan. Um, and is it because you don't really know what his ability is? But you, we, what you do know is that he's cool? We don't know his ability, but he also, the way that he carries himself is, like, very uh, interesting. It's very unique to the group Um, because he kind of operates in his own world, kind of similar to Crollo, really, where they both have, they both operate by their own logic, like, essentially, where everybody else kind of works together. 
him and Crollo kind of can operate on their own. Um, so I think that that's part of why I'm really interested in what Nobunaga is about because he has so much mystery about him. Um, but anyway, uh, what really brought this chapter around for me was um, the whole Meteor City backstory because this is we're finally probably going to get answers as to why the fuck the Phantom Troop did what they did to the Kurta clan. Um, like here, they're like all innocent little kids, you know, and eventually they become people who rip the eyes out of an entire group of people, um, and sell them to the highest bidder. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. The Phantom Troop killed Karapika's people and then ripped their eyes out and then uh, sold it to the highest For the sake of, yeah, because they know people wanted their eyes. Yeah, the thieves. Yeah, we don't know why. We don't know why. Because they wanted the money. Because the, they we needed the money. But we don't know why they they became this way, you know? And um, all well, everything trash. And everything that we see from the Phantom Troop now doesn't necessarily line up with that brutal of a fucking um, I get what attack, you're you know? Maybe like, this clan was more insidious than, than... I mean, what would Karapika know? I don't... How listen. old was he when this clan died? Was he like Sasuke? He was young. He was young. He was, he was around, around. Age, yeah. Younger but than the Sasuke. He survived the Phantom True. He he survived that attack because he went to become a hunter. Though I think that's what no. Happened. He left because he was like he became a hunter so he could find the eyes. But in Chapter Zero, he got sent away. It's a chapter or something. Zero? Yeah, there's a Chapter Zero that covers. Yeah, but I don't think it was the hunter thing because he he left to become a hunter because of the eye. Thing. He already knew that that like he already had that edge yeah. to him. I think something from the ship, from the boat, bro. He already had the I edge. Don't, I don't recall exactly what happened, but before yeah. bef- in chapter 0, I think he got sent away by some um actually the there's a girl that appears in this chapter that was in chapter 0. Um oh. that that shows up here and uh I'm not sure 100% sure about the context behind all like everything that happened with chapter 0 and all that, but um, this does tie the Phantom Troop. Or that girl alone ties the Phantom Troop to the Kurta Clan massacre. Mm. Um, uh, so there's that. Um, and I'm really curious to see what comes up with this stuff because, um, they have to thread a really fine line here. Um, with everything going on with like. Like, do we end up hating the Phantom Troop after this backstory? Do we end up like liking them, but then also being like, all right, so Kurapika's pissed off because his asshole family died? Like, what's what's going to end up happening here? I'm a little nervous, um, but I'm really excited to actually get some answers regarding all this stuff, though. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm super excited to see more of the Phantom Troop. I love these guys. I miss yeah. the Kurta clan. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I, you know, I I didn't know that we would get this right now, and when we started getting, I was like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's happening. And I I was so excited. Um, you know, I I think like the the Phantom Troop are one of the funnest villain groups out there. Um, 
it is interesting to see their beginnings that they were all like kind of not moral enemies because they are like kind of fucking around here. They're not like actually trying to kill each other, but they do have they were like not together for a while and they were kind of adversarial in a cool way uh, that I liked. In a cool way. In a cool way, you know, like you know, I guess how kids can be as in as as innocent as kids could be. Um, I like the little pairings, you know, that no, you know, Shalnark, Franklin, Krollo, Machi, and Uvogin. Fucking, I, I, I'm. I, it makes me want to go back and you know finish my. He was part of the crew. Yeah, Uvogin's the big beast guy. He was the oh, first. Oh, he died already. Yeah, he yeah, was the first Kuropika one from killed the... him. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. That is Uvagin. Yeah, they called him Uvo. Yeah, he was the first one from the <laughs> Phantom Troop to die. Yeah, it's Uvagin. He deserved that death, though. That's true. He did. I mean, in theory, I they're not. They all do. Listen, they're all not good people, but they are fascinating and fun Yo, characters. Oh, you think is going to be mad tight when he finds out Hisoka killed two of them? No. How dare he kill them before him? I feel it would be conflicted. He was like, I want to do it. But he's I not going to be like... How does he feel about Hisoka? Not f- They not don't good. talk much. Of, they're not really a... They're no, not they had an agreement. Didn't they? They communicated yeah. or something. I think Karapika separates him from the rest of the spiders. No. No, because Hisoka... He was only working with Hisoka because he was setting up the other spiders. Right. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> but he was like, come for you too, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, it, uh, anyway, it, it is, uh... He probably asked him if he stole his family's eyes, and, you know, Hisoka no. was like, yeah. Mm. Even if whether he did or yeah. didn't, it was <laughs> like, like mm. that, if I say yes, will you want to fight me later? Yeah. yeah. I feel like Hisoka <laughs> is, a, is a gray area for, um, Kurapika's Nen when it comes to the chains. Just because he's not a spider anymore, but he was a spider, so would the chains still work on him? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like it wouldn't work on him because he's technically not a spider anymore. Dolphin. Dolphin. That has nothing to do with the troop, by Also, the way. if he uses the chains on people who aren't a spider, he dies, he dies right? Yes. So, yeah, that's a That's gamble. why he can only use, like, that chain on them. That specific one. He has an insta-kill, basically, chain. Just for the troop. Just for the troop. And the rest is just other cool abilities. That yes. are so edge because they steal his life and stuff. Yeah, crawling! Dog, he was sleep. He he had that uh, he had that shit activated for nine hours. And he loses... Yeah. He, ha- he, loses, he loses, what, a minute of his life for no, every second? He loses, like, an hour... He loses an hour every second. No. Yep. Man's going to die at 43. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? He's going to die at 52. How many seconds are an hour? Six, 60 minutes in an hour. 60 times 60 is... 6 times 6 is 36. 3,600? Yeah. There's 3,600 seconds in an hour. <laughs> We're not doing this math here. 3,600 times 9. What's 36 times 9? Nine? 9 times 30 is... I'm not doing this. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian, Thanks, if you can Brian. find a way to do that math... How much life did he lose? I need Maybe to you could Google it. Maybe somebody else did the math for us and we could just use the answer. But in any case, yeah, I like this chapter a lot. I wasn't expecting a Phantom Troop backstory. I'm glad we're finally getting it. This has been a group... Just filled with mystery, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see how it goes Word. for them. I'm hoping that we get the whole history here. I don't think we will. I feel like we'll get a little uh, a, a, a 
uh, scratching of the surface of it because we're starting way, way, way back when they uh, were kids. So he lost five years of his life oh. <laughs> after using it for 12 hours. That's it? Thought it was more than that, uh, actually. <laughs> to be honest. I'll tell you <laughs> what. He lost like 10 years of his I'll life. I'll tell you what. I, I agree. I was also like... That was less than I thought, but that still sucks. I mean, because, like, all right, like, the years from 85 to 80, like, whatever. Yeah, but, you know, he's also got to use it a bunch more times, I imagine. True, and you know what? Maybe he was really supposed to die at 30. Dude, I feel like by the end, guy. I feel like by the end of this, he's going to leave, like, with a lifespan of 52. Uh, because he has to use Emperor Time a whole lot more, I feel. Poor Karapika. He he just he well, he loves it. He can't wait to die after he finishes his mission. He just wants to get the eyes back and then join the rest of his family. But all right, whatever. Anyway, that was a that was a good chapter. I'm so excited. My really good chapter of the week. The audience's really good chapter of the week. And if you guys want to vote on your favorite, uh, subscribe to the channel and uh, tune in because we put the poll up on the YouTube channel nowadays. Uh, uh, maybe a few hours after it comes out on Viz's official website. So check us out on that. Or maybe the next day, depending on how lazy I am. But anyway. Jujutsu was off this week? Jujutsu was off this week. Oh. Whew. I thought I missed it. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. Chainsaw Man. Oh, shit. Chainsaw Man. This is Chainsaw Man Chapter 111. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Uh, last we left off, uh, Asa was just, uh, approached by Yuko, who is also now fully fused with the Justice Devil. Uh, she's all tentacled up, and she pulls up to, uh, Asa's house to get, I guess, some closure. Um, and, uh, she opens the door, although, uh, you know, against Yuko's warnings that she might eat her if she does. <laughs> and, uh, she basically explains, like, I'm just here to say goodbye, I have a distant relative who's a devil hunter, and maybe, you know, we could find a way to turn me human again. Uh, and if I get killed as a devil, I guess I deserve it. Um, and Asa says, I'm sorry I, that you made a contract with the Justice Devil to save me. And he's like, no, it's not the truth. I thought if I turned, like, into a devil, I would be like Chainsaw Man, and mm. then maybe everyone would love me. Saying I did it for you was an excuse. Um you know, because he had, she had ulterior motives the entire time, and she was like, and I thought, you know, also if I rescued you, maybe you'd be my friend. Uh, I only did it because I was friendless, and she's mm. like, I'm the worst, aren't I? Um, and you know, she continues going on, just like killing my neighbor, killing and the people at school. That was pretty bad. Yes, none of it was justice. After I made my contract with the justice level devil, I was hearing so many other people's thoughts that they drowned out my own. And uh, Asa tries to approach her, but then she is immediately attacked by uh, one of the Justice Devil's tentacles, um, but it doesn't work out. It's an involuntary thing. So, you know, she manages to pull back and she's like, I'll go. You know, you were my first friend, so I wanted to give you a proper goodbye. Um, and she's like, don't make a contract with the devil, Justice Devil, like I did, Asa. They're at our school. Bookmark that. Yeah. Um... And he's like, well, this is goodbye. And um, Asa tells her to wait. She runs inside and she pulls out a pair of shoes. He's like, take my shoes. You're barefoot. Uh, and she's like, no, I don't need them. And he's like, if you don't need them, sell them. You know, doing the same deal that Yuko gave her. And um, Yuko's like, I can't believe I said something so embarrassing. And then they go, 
ha 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 they're laughing you know nice little moment between it's actually really sweet yeah yeah and and the entire time i guess um i guess this is asa thinking is like i'm the worst a bunch of people just died i killed my own teacher and class president is this uh yuko thinking and she's like and i'm sitting here laughing how funny it is and uh she puts on the shoes and runs off he's like Asa, I'll return these shoes to you one day. And uh, she goes off. Uh, the Justice Devil runs off and, you know, she does some jumping on rooftops and stuff. Um, and we get these little moments of uh, everybody sleeping. There's, uh, I guess, this class president girl. There's Asa. This is Denji? Denji, which I think it's important. Yeah, because the very next page, uh, all of a sudden, Yuko is now headless and uh, we see a silhouette, like, holding Yuko's other half of her body, the neck down portion of her body, and with the silhouette of Chainsaw Man. Uh, and that is where the chapter ends. And, you know, her disembodied head just going, Chainsaw Man? Uh, and that is where the chapter ends. Big mystery time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big mystery time. Uh, Josh, what did you think of uh, Chainsaw Man chapter 111? So, uh, funny story about this chapter. I've, I, I was alerted that it was out by, like, when I was on Facebook. You know, I get these ads, and it's ads from other pages, and they'll post fucking spoilers, yo. I think oh, whatever's happening here on Twitter is happening on Facebook. I got spoiled to the One Piece thing when they say that the robot was attacking Marijoa. Mm-hmm. I seen that on Facebook. Yikes. And I thought somebody was making this shit up because I thought it was from the page from last week. But uh, then I started realizing like, oh, they are saying that it's from the chat that I just released. Yeah. So I was a little annoyed, but I wasn't annoyed by this, by the Chainsaw Man thing. And I, I seen this picture. That was what I seen. And it was a spoiler, but I just was like, you know, I don't know. Something about me seeing it. I didn't know that that was the last page. So, I, I you know, it could have meant anything. It could have been fake. You know, but man, is this picture graphic as hell? Yeah, it's very graphic. You know, and and it's it's so crazy. Well, it's not. It's because of how he, you know, he has this way of his art where like it's so suggestive. You know, but yeah. whatever. I'm that's. I don't want to get us de- <laughs> potentially demonetized yeah. in the future when we actually do get monetized or whatever. So I'm gonna stop there. But um. It was a cool chapter. I thought it was. I really enjoy the 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 back and forth between Asa and this girl because Asa could have held a lot of resentment towards her and she didn't. She was able to see through why her friend felt the way she did, and was able to console her like a friend does because that's what the people who care about you are supposed to be there to do, to you know hear you and see the good in you, and 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 try to have an understanding. Although you know. Hopefully not when it comes to being a serial killer and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it's Chainsaw Man, so I guess that's just a a minor thing <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, There was a moment that yeah. I wanted to bookmark. Yes, I know where it is. Let's go. She says, don't make a contract with the Justice Devil like I did, Asa. They're, they're at our school. So... I'm glad she said this because I remember that the first girl was the Justice Devil, right? And I'm like, wait, 
we get into Justice Devil again? And yeah. now she solidified it like, no, this is a thing going on. So it's interesting. It's like, all right, there are... And I think that's what that girl was that looked like Makama. Yeah. I think she was the, like, Agent Zero. Like, yeah. the Justice primary Devil. Justice Devil that's been affecting all these different kids. Yeah. So, interesting. And no, I don't think that was Denji at the end. No. I think that's why they showed him sleeping. That's called... What is that called? A red herring. No. Well, when they show context clues, there's another word for it. Misdirect. I don't know. What I'm trying to say is that they're rewarding us. There's a reason he showed Denji sleeping. Yes. It's not just for no reason. To throw off suspicion that it could be Denji. Or to confirm that it's not, right? It's yeah. it's There's a point to that, you know? And why they showed it as a silhouette, her saying chainsaw man, dot, 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 question mark. Interesting stuff. Maybe it's Puccina. Puccina? Puccina on his own. I'm joking. I don't think it's that actually at all. I think it's someone copying Chainsaw Man. Yeah. Um, Brian, what did you think about the chapter? I have an idea. Oh, Brian's first Chainsaw Man theory. This, This I just thought about right now, okay? So you remember when Denji, I forget who Denji was fighting. But it was towards the end when he was like in that Omega Chainsaw Man mode, mm-hmm. and he was he like ripped out his heart and threw it. Oh, that shit was so crazy! Oh yeah, and then he became and regenerated. Chainsaw Man. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. the other Chainsaw Man is the one that's here. Oh, that wow. would be insane! Yeah, the that one that died cool. in space. Yeah, I think that's that's it is Denji, just Denji without a heart. Wow. That'd be cool. That's, that's a pretty good one. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who it could be, but I feel like that could be, it could be either a Chainsaw Man impersonator or that Chainsaw Man. Yeah. All right. Were those all your thoughts? Yeah, those are my thoughts. <laughs> I don't have much else to say about this chapter <clears throat> aside from that, just because it was a very, it felt very short. Um. Yeah, a lot of Chainsaw Man chapters feel that way, to be honest. Um, but I do want to say this though: the Chainsaw Man anime is fucking amazing and incredible. You guys need to fucking amazing. Watch it. And what do you watch it on? And incredible, Crunchyroll. Shit. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen a couple episodes of it. It is pretty good. Um, the newest episode that came out last week was. Oh, I want to see that Reze fight oh, animated, dude. So yes, good. so good. Um. It just, the pacing, the way it's animated, the way it's written, it's just all so, so good. Um, Chainsaw Man is easily one of the best anime I've watched in a while. Um, So I'd say you guys should check it out ASAP. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes. It's great. Um, But in any case, yeah, I I don't know. I also don't have much to add. I I really love this little, like, parallel thing they did with Asa and... um, and uh, what's her face and Yuko, uh, the shoe thing, very cute moment. I, I appreciated that a lot. That was uh, adorable, even though they're both kind of murderers. Uh, <laughs> we uh, there is a little thing I'd like to call out. This little Denji part. Who's that? The little Makima reincarnate. Is it? I think so. Maybe. I think that's what it's supposed to be. It's a little girl with black hair. That's her now. Maybe. I think it's an interesting detail. Mm-hmm. A nice little attention to detail there. 
but yeah, I have I can't I can't even begin to fucking theorize who the fuck this could be. I really like that heart devil theory. That like the heart chainsaw man clone yeah, thing that came cool. down from the sky. I think that would be pretty sick. Um I have no idea what it could be though. Um I'm I'm excited to see uh that either confirmed or denied. But um I will say the the uh shading here is really cool too. I really yeah. like this just this picture. It was well done. Um He's really good with that. Oh, I get Justice Devil because it's covering her eyes. It's blindfolded like mm-hmm. Lady Ju- Justice right. is blind. I see. I see. Uh, yeah, so good. I, he's he's a really good artist. Fujimoto is. Mm-hmm. He just knows how to use shade pretty well. Uh, that's yeah, my he sure does. Yeah, yeah. But that's my contribution to this discussion. I don't really have much else to say about Jay. The shading is nice. The shading is nice, and I do not know who this Chainsaw Man, uh, copycat is. <laughs> Spy family. <laughs> Spy family. So cool. Anyway. That probably is good. I saw a couple episodes. You said it was really good. I didn't say it was really good. Thank God. I said it was good. I enjoyed Boruto. Brian, do the thing. <laughs> Boruto. Naruto Next Generations. Uh, this is Boruto Chapter 75, The Domain of the Gods. Uh, so we get... We well, last we left off, uh, Ada arrived uh, to Konoha, and thus the dorm that she's going to be staying uh, with Boruto and Kawaki. Um, her and Daemon are going to room there with them, and Boruto and Kawaki, immune to her uh, weird charms, uh, are going to keep an eye on her. Uh, we get a two-page, basically primer, a reminder of everything. That Ada and Daemon are respectively uh, capable of. We all know, you know, that weird enchantment jutsu that she does that uh, only affects uh, people who aren't Otsusuki or direct family members. Uh, And of course, Daemon's reflection uh, jutsu that allows him to reflect any attack and or even uh, a a will to kill him is uh, an intent to kill feeling is, is redirected onto people. And this is all told from the point of view of Amato. Uh, we then get some lore. <laughs> um, so uh, these powers are more like kind of these specific abilities are more uh, remnants. Like Naruto asks him, especially like, how do you keep how do you craft these abilities in people? These godlike abilities It's like, well, I didn't make them, you know, I, I couldn't even do that. I'm not a god. Uh, really, their abilities were brought about by a god, though. Someone who actually evolved into a godlike being. Otsusuki Shibai. Shiba. Shibai. Shibai, yay. And he's like, Otsusuki Shibai? And he's like, who is this guy? Who, where are they? And he's like, don't worry, he dead. But, uh, he- and he is your lord and savior, <laughs> Yeah, he's ninja Jesus. Uh, and he's like, do you remember what I told you about the, how chakra fruit transforms all... Uh, forms from absorbing all life on the planet and stuff and make it into a colossal energy and genetic information. Uh, and the Otsusuki are a species that evolves through devouring those fruits. Well, uh, by repeatedly undergoing karmic reser- resurrection, Shibai cheated death, devoured many fruit over several millennia, and became a god. Uh, and everybody's like, damn. Wow. <laughs> 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 Sounds like God to me. Whoa. <laughs> Is this, is this guy still around or no? He dead. Do we have to worry about him? No, he dead. 
so Naruto is just like, okay, so setting aside possible godhood, as if you could, uh, it's like, so you're saying these powers, these cheat-like powers of Ada and Daemon are basically originally abilities that Shibai possessed. And he's like, yep. That's right. And that's right. I transplanted his DNA into them. And that's how we got them. Uh, and uh, Shikamaru's like, is this shit true? Katasuke? And Katasuke, the scientist guy, is like, yeah, it, it would be really hard. And uh, it's, I, you know, his the technology, we don't we don't have that technology. But, you know, we've we've seen it. We've seen technology be able to do some crazy shit, like create airships and stuff. So, you know, it's possible. And, um, yeah, he's basically, uh, Amato continues to explain that Shibai's various abilities were quite incredible. And it said that he was able to do it without weaving hand signs. So when's the last no time? No one who, yeah. Yeah, when's the last time anybody's weaved a hand sign? Everybody's on Shiba's level now. Yeah, everybody's been on Shiba's level. But, um, yeah, basically it's like he generated storms with a wave of his hand and called, th- called forth thunderbolts with an angry war. war. Uh, given the name Shinjutsu, uh, such godlike abilities were neither ninjutsu nor sage arts. They're just divine miracles, basically. Uh, and uh, basically, he, he continues to explain, in addition to Ada and Daemon's abilities, Code's claw marks are also Shinjutsu, as uh. are the Sukuna Hikona, whoa, and the Daikoku Ten, Kawaki inherited from from Ishiki. So I guess like the, the body morphing thing. Yeah, I guess like the the increase the size and decrease the size of things right. and all that stuff. Um and also the immortality art that enables resurrection karma is also a shinjutsu. Um Oh my god. And then this is when the question comes. It's like with all due respect, are you saying our ninjutsu are nothing more than pale imitations of shinjutsu? Yeah, correct. Did I offend you? <laughs> I am simply stating a fact. And I'm like, all right, cool. Hey, I don't think that really changes anything. Yeah. You can still be proud of your jutsu. <laughs> yeah, I think I still, <laughs> I'll still think that possession is cool. Yeah. It's a cool jutsu, dude. Do regular, regular, normal jutsu. Yeah, they're pretty lit. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I mean, you're not gods or nothing, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, you could breathe fire, but are you a god? No. Anyway. So, you know, um, he is he explains like, why is he dead then if he's so fucking strong? And he's like, I don't know. I wasn't there. But it's certainly it's certainly possible he was killed, but what if after many cycles of evolution he ascended higher to a higher dimension where a physical body isn't even required? He literally becomes Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Right. What if? (laughs) <laughs> what if he is just the Judeo-Christian God? Um, and Shikamaru's like, man, I guess so. I My mean, scientific brain yeah. won't allow me to 100% prescribe to that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm an atheist. I don't really believe in a man in the sky. <laughs> uh, and he's like, what I'm trying to say is that Osusuki powers contain hope. Uh, to make it possible, to make what is impossible for us possible, such as bringing my daughter back to life. And uh, on cue, Delta arrives. Um, and uh, 
she's there because Ada's there, and she's like, I really wanted to see Ada. Don't tell Shikamaru, okay? Um, <laughs> and everybody's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Peace. You, you can't go. You can't, you can't see Ada. You're not allowed here. And she's like, please, let me just see her, please. Like, aren't you a robot? Yeah, what the fuck? You love people? Yeah. What? Uh, and that's when... It's not uh, good. She's that's, more like an android. Yeah. She's an android. It's a, There's a difference. Then a robot and an android. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the scientist girl comes in and he's like, "Go to sleep, Delta," and Delta shuts down. Uh, and she explains like, "Sorry, she just ran off. I didn't mean to." Uh, he's like, "Well, that's how strong Ada's charm is. I got to be careful too." Um, so yeah, uh, from here on out, Amato explains that. Uh, he ha- his origin story is basically that he was trying to find ways to uh, to cure his daughter and eventually uh, she had died. So what what she was dying. So she he decided to make a new body via cloning uh, and he didn't care about ethics anymore. He just all he cared about was rescuing his daughter. He sure as hell didn't care about ethics. Nope. Uh, not not even. I'll explain bit. why in a second. Yeah. And um, he's basically. He preserved her brain and succeeded in extracting and digitizing and creating a backup of her memories. And about nine months after uh, her his daughter died, she was completely she was abruptly completed. And uh, she, and the clone that he made had Ekabi's voice and her exact appearance plus her memories. But she was a total stranger, and it was revealed to be Delta this whole time. It's not Ada. We were wrong. Yeah, we were wrong. All we the way like, off. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised about that. Yeah, Delta Delta is his daughter. I feel like he did that just, just, just to be an asshole, but yeah, whatever. Just to be mean to us. Just to be like, you were wrong. Not mm-hmm. just everybody. Everyone knew it was Ada. Yeah. It is Ada still. But yeah, you know what? It he is He changed Ada. his mind. <laughs> no, he changed his mind. He was like, mm. <laughs> mm. He said no. My big secret's out. Oh, uh, all right, Delta. Shit. Uh, yeah, right. Ha, how about that? How about that? You, Did you guys see asshole? that happen? Huh? See that coming? I bet you guys didn't. Like that, assholes. <laughs> Suck on that, assholes. No, but the lack of the lack of uh, of 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 ethics in making his daughter come out in this fucking dr- like what's it? <laughs> uh, she's sitting there looking at him, and I'm like, why are you sitting like that? Yeah, that's not your daughter, because she's looking at you like. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. It's just the art. the way You don't have to draw them like this. You don't. These are 12-year-olds. Well, she's 24. Okay. Thank God. Yeah, at the time of her death, she was 24. Nice. All right. Okay. Okay. Good save, Brian. (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah. After that, he's like, finally it hit me that my daughter no longer existed. And that's when he appeared. And it was, <laughs> and it's Jigen. Jigen's there. And he's like, yeah, he, his objectives were, you know, when his objectives were achieved, he'd reward me by, uh, by reviving my daughter. That was the deal. All, all Amato had to do was actually join the GU clan and help fight against the Chi-R and... No. 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 They're no. fighting against the Haley. Yeah. Not in this series. Stop gaslighting us. <laughs> it's, it's because his name. Yeah. That's Amato? No. Oh, Jigen? 
Yes. Jigen. G-U? Yes. But it says X-I. Yeah, I know. Come on, man. They still make the same sound. I mean. In a rap, that would work. It would work in a rap. <laughs> well, We've I had guess, a lot of titles. I guess that's the end of that debate. <laughs> All right, so. Oh, and he's, I guess, also. Uh, what clan is that again? No, that's just a Notosuke. But what clan is that? <laughs> the, <laughs> the you know? clan. <laughs> no, which clan is that, though? I don't know what you're talking about. Sasuke's clan. Oh, which no, that's know? not. That's not the same insignia. Yeah, but they do that, too. Yeah. I mean, Naruto has one. It's a swirly thing. They all God have- forbid this guy has an original fucking idea. <laughs> oh, Boruto. All right, I'll stop. Anyway, <laughs> so Amato notice, it basically says, like, yo, I joined up with this guy, but then I found out that you know, whatever he was doing would end up to be the end of the world. And I was like, oh, shit. JK, never mind. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, chill, 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 chill. So, yeah, at that point, uh, he's like, so after that, did you, so you decided to give up on your daughter and um, and uh, take Ishiki down? He's like, well, half of that's true. Uh, I decided to take Ishiki down, but I didn't give I'm still trying to get my daughter back. Um, Jiggy's like, I never... He never specified how he was going to bring my daughter back, so, you know, it may not even po- be possible to do so, but as I worked towards taking him down, I discerned the mechanism for karmic resurrection. Uh, it's what Ishiki was trying to do through the vessels, and my attempt to reproduce uh, Ekibi using a clone was almost identical. Mm. Uh, so he's like, my failed efforts at reproducing a personality which crossed into the domain of the gods was possibly was possible only with a miracle of godly power, the Shinjutsu karma. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's what he was trying to use Kawaki's for. He's like, I added Ekibi's data to Kawaki's reconstructed karma. All Kawaki had to do is implant karma into a new clone that a new clone body that I prepared, and that should be enough to revive Akebi. He's like, whoa, well. That's not so bad. <laughs> no, that's not bad at all. That's not terrible. Delta's an interesting case, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, and Shikamaru's like, Ada, is that true? <laughs> uh, and basically, he had um, he has Ada go back in time using her uh, her eyes and be like, Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, it's kind of true. He, you know, he's not lying really. Um, oh wait, actually, she's like cycling through still. Um, and we cut back to Boruto, who's like hearing voices in his head. It's obviously Momoshiki and um, or Randy Orton. No, <laughs> it could be Randy Orton. <laughs> uh, they talk to me. <laughs> he's like. Is like a new effect apparently arose from having supplemented some of your damaged flesh with my data. It seems our thoughts are crossing over. It's like, whoa, this is a mind transfer jutsu. This is Momoshiki's thoughts. They're just in my head now. He's like, ah, fuck. Hmm. We're sharing a brain and I hate it because that must be so annoying. You're a petty human. And now everything you think is going to be what I think. And everything I think is going to be what you think. And that sucks. Um, and he's like, uh, Momoshiki's like, what Amato just said, there's something off about it. He's like, whoa, you don't trust him either? Well, then again, that whole part about gods and Shibai was, 
uh, was factual weird. And he's like, yeah, sorry, no, the Shibai, that's true. My bad. No, that's true. He wasn't Otsusuki. Who, and he is your Lord and Savior. Yeah, and he is your Lord and Savior, Jesus. And so ours as well. Yeah, and us. And us. That, by extension. Uh, so. He's like, who Amado correct, uh, correctly guessed is no longer in this dimension. Uh, <laughs> and he just so happened to be correct about that one. Yeah. And he's like, same with Shinjutsu. I've observed this plane for, for a long time. And I have an intimate understanding of the extent of all, uh, under, an intimate understanding of all extent Shinjutsu. He's like, so you're saying he's lying about his daughter? It's like, I don't know. I have no knowledge of that. But Ada's ability, that is what's bothering me. Mm. He said, Amato asserted that Ada's abilities are Shinjutsu. And her Senrin Gan surely, surely is, but her love charm power is not. And he's like, I know, as I said, I know all Shinjutsu, but I've never heard of that kind of ability. So mm-hmm. it is possible that Amato is lying. Um, and he's like, wait, why would he need to lie about that? He's like, indeed. That's what raises the question. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, um, Ada confirms that uh, Amato's daughter did exist, but and she died when she was 24. Uh, so... You know, all those events are true. So it all checks out. And um, he's like, are you happy now? You got your answers? You didn't trust me? And Shikamaru's like, you tried to attack our village a bunch of times. I have no regrets. That just happened a few chapters ago, bro. Bro, mm-hmm. why are you acting brand new? Why are you acting like you didn't do some shady shit to us? Um, And he's like, what about our situation? How long are we going to chill? Yeah, how long are we going to be fucking linked together? He's like, it's not like I want to be here either. Um, our thoughts are leaking into each other. Like, little boy, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I don't fucking care. This is a new experience for me, too. Um, and then in that moment, all of a sudden, Boruto starts getting these little visions and uh, of people looking for folks. It's dead of night. Ninjas are everywhere. Shikadai and his squad are like, you, this ain't what a friend does, you hear? Oh, and God, if I was 12 years old right now, I would have been going crazy. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. And I mean that, um, not ironically in the least. Yeah. Um, we do shout. We do hear shouting of Mitsuki. He's like, we found Mitsuki. And we get an image of Mitsuki in this weird uh, form. Is this his, like, sage? It's yes, a sage it form. Okay, yeah, he's in his weird sage form. Uh, we see Kawaki in his like karma form, and we cut back to reality. And he has horns on his head, pretty. <laughs> yeah, he has his horns. Pretty and, cool. Uh, Boruto's like, "Whoa, what was that?" Momoshiki looks down, like, mm. and that's where the chapter ends. As Ada notices that Boruto's going through something, I think she's seeing something with her Senringan mm. as well. But um, yeah, that was Boruto chapter seventy-five. Josh, what did you think about this chapter? I like this chapter. Even though it was 41 fucking pages long. Yeah, yeah. I did my best to... Uh, no, you sure did. You got. You made it seem way, 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 way shorter than that. Um, I don't have too many thoughts. I already kind of mentioned a few things that was interesting to me. Um, this flashback... I mean, flashback. This peer, this peep into the future situation. We already know Boruto and this kid is going to fight for some reason. You know? So either either Kawaki did something bad or Boruto did, whatever. I think it, that's not going to be in the near future. Maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe that's 
maybe this doesn't have much because they're still they still look kind of young. Mm-hmm. And that vision we seen at the very beginning of the series was they was clearly older, right? Yeah. At least teens. They're teens now. Late teens. Late teens. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um I could look for more things to talk about, but honestly, I can't remember anything that stands out too much. How about you, Brian? Well, unfortunately, I have a, a few things to say about this chapter. Um, I actually really enjoyed this chapter. Um, I, I know I read it today, actually, here in this room. And while I was reading, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Um, this, this chapter puts a lot like it changes it doesn't change a lot but it adds a lot more context to chakra ninjutsu as a whole like this essentially says that the entire series all these abilities that all these ninjas have been using there this entire time are all basically just knockoff uh a knockoff ability of this guy shibai which is really interesting. Um, I actually, I actually really like this, um, this idea, you know, that there was a being so fucking powerful that he literally just went, you know what? I don't need a body anymore. I'm so fucking, I'm so powerful that my abilities go beyond my body. And he literally just like shed his body and went to like, I don't know wherever the fuck he went. Um, Cut out whole land. <laughs> but that's exactly what the village hidden in the in Karaho. <laughs> it's exactly what the Otsutsuki want. Um at the end of the day. Um this is that like Shibai is what it looks like when an Otsutsuki has um accomplished what they want, you know? Ultimate power. Like they just keep getting bigger and better and stronger every time they conquer. Like, they're a conquering race, and um, that's what they aspire to be. Um, So I think it's interesting that all ninjutsu is modeled after him and what he's done with Chakra. Um, I think it's also kind of interesting what they're doing with Boruto at the end of the chapter. Um, Because I think what is going on is that he is looking through his own eyes from those moments. Um, Because Boruto, he activated the the Byakugan, right? I don't think he has. That's what it looks like in that moment. I wish he did, but he didn't. No, because the Byakugan usually has the veins as well. I think this is just Momoshiki eyes. Sure, it's just no Byakugan. You have to understand that and accept it now, Brian. The Byakugan is the no Otsutsuki's eyes, though. The Otsutsuki's eyes yeah, are Byakugan. Yeah, you're right. So he did technically activate the Byakugan. But why no veins, bro? Because it's not a human Byakugan. Lame. Mm. He's an Otsutsuki now. Lame. Mm. Takes away the whole point of it being Byakugan, then. Mm. So, essentially, Boruto is looking through... He's like getting a glimpse of his future through Momoshiki's eyes, I believe. In I thought they had Renegon, not Byakugan. No, Renegon is uh, Uchiha. No, it's not. That's Sharingan. No, 
Renegon. No, all of the old Sharingan is an upgraded is a downgraded version of Renegon. Sure, but all the Otsutsuki have Renegon. That's no. the point. They all have the circular. No, they eyes. have Bak- Byakugan. Am I? I'm a hundred percent confident. I don't think they all saying. have it. Wait, Otsutsuki. So they, it's two no, branches. No, you're probably right about that. Otsutsuki is Byakugan, uh, and the other guy Hagarumo is uh, Renengan, and Renengan is uh, a branch of the Sharingan. That's how it works. Sharingan's a branch of the Renengan, but yeah, sure. that's that's why that's Renengan. why. Sasuke was the one who unlocked the Rinnegan because it was a part of his bloodline, essentially. True. <laughs> well, I can neither confirm or deny that. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So, I think this is another misdirection. I do thoroughly believe that maybe Boruto is truly going to follow the footsteps of Sasuke in the fact that he's going to be the antagonist or the um, betrayer of the series. And Kawaki is the real hero of the series. Um, I think that would be really cool. I still think I stand by it. I think that would be a really fucking awesome idea to kind of flip the series on its head and, kind of have Naruto and Sasuke kind of switch places um, in a sense. Um, I'm really looking forward to how this series plays out. I'm I'm a big fan of what this guy has been doing with Boruto. Um, Kishimoto. He's writing it again. Yeah, he's writing it again, but the guy who... He kind of set the groundwork for it um, a this little bit. true. Yeah, so, for Boruto being his own guy, he's definitely distinct from his dad. I'll give him that. Boruto, I really, I really like the way Boruto is written. Um, still, I think, I think women in this series have a lot more to be desired. Um, I wish they had a little more complexity to them, aside from just being, um, you know, chained. Smexy. Yeah, like hot or being uh, related or always having to have a dude to play off of. But um, it's really, I think. Boruto is going in a really interesting direction that I didn't think they could go down, you know? When the series first started, I did not know what more they could do, and they found a way to do more and then some, you know? And add more to the series and into the lore and the history mm-hmm. and um, actually flesh out on things. Because now the Kaguya thing in the end of Naruto doesn't seem like it's that outrageous anymore. Now, if I go back and read it, I could be like, okay, now I have a better understanding of what's going on with this fucking, with, with Kaguya, like her race and the Otsutsuki. Now I can actually probably enjoy that twist a little bit more. Um, so this adds a lot of needed context to the entire Naruto series. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have much else to add as well. I think those are all good takes as well, but. Uh, I gotta say this. Um. Delta is probably the most attractive female character in the series. I agree. Only because <laughs> I just had to say that, like, Cause, only because it's she's the only person it's okay to say that about. Basically, at this I guess point. so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that picture there was like, damn, 
it made me think like, all right, this artist Dovey loves he's he's very good at drawing crossed legs. Crossed <laughs> bare legs. No, look at Ada in the beginning of the chapter. He is he is good at drawing crossed legs. Yeah, he's that's his thing. No. That's how that's that's his bread and butter right there. That's how he made it in his industry. <laughs> yeah. Cross legs, you know. <laughs> uh well. Yeah, I I enjoyed the little bits of lore. I mean, you could make the easy thing of just like, oh cool, that power system you were developing forever is fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? But, you know, I I think it is actually kind of interesting and you know, it's a natural build off of what Boruto was about, you know. It's just uh, continuing this weird thing that started with Kaguya and, you know, branching out into something more legitimate than yeah. just, like, some random thing that happened at the end of Naruto. Um, so, right. you know, I appreciate that much, at least. Um, but I don't have really much else to say about uh, Boruto. I thought it was a, a good chapter, and I really enjoyed reading Amato's origin, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh I think he's always been just kind of an interesting character in my eyes, and I'm I'm glad that his origin hasn't really soured that all that much. Yeah. Uh, if if he is lying, uh, I think that would be interesting, you know, because it would be a continuing of don't trust Amato. <laughs> uh, so never trust Amato. Never trust Amato. So you know, there's that. But anyway, uh, not to not to keep this going longer than it has to. Um, that was Boruto. Let's move on. Undead Unloved. What a cool cover page. Yeah, I feel like they're doing this because uh, the anime is currently in the making. So maybe they're this is supposed to be the voice actors doing the voice acting. All right. Like a little nice little thing. So congratulations to Undead Unluck. I'm excited to see your anime. Um, last we left off, Fuko has reunited with Nico and has reunited Nico with Ichiko, uh, in order to create a, uh, a weapon to, uh, prevent Gina's unchange from manifesting, uh, and thus killing her entire village. Um, we open this chapter with Gina, uh, just like, you know, looking on in this painting and she's like, I'm sorry I couldn't finish this painting in time. I'll leave it here for you. Um, I'm w- I'm sorry she doesn't have a fucking jacket. Well, she's used to this. This is where she's from. Damn, I guess. <laughs> she leaves this painting in front of a grave. And, uh, you know, she's basically apologizing for uh, not letting it, uh, not making it in time. And she's like, I was honestly fine so long as you were around. But now I guess I can't keep living this way. Why do things have to change? Um, and, you know, she's like, all I have to do, all I'm doing is living, yet everything around me is changing at a dizzying pace. The things you wish you could stay would stay all the, si- all the time change the fastest. Change always comes without warning, and that rule is the only thing that will never change. As the fucking, a giant UMA comes through, just starts burning down her village, He's like, what the fuck is that thing? And it turns out it is the UMA known as Heat. <laughs> um, and he's like, ah, I need to change that. This it's thing. so cold here. So naturally. I have to change that. I'll heat it up so that the Almighty will be pleased. Mm, yes, God. Yeah. And you like that. And that's when Gina is like, why are you changing? What you need to stop changing my world, and she's about to ad- activate her negation, 
But just in time, Nico and Fuko pull up, and uh, Nico does this cool cube thing, and uh, keeps uh, and uh, like just basically traps Gina before she can activate her unchange. Uh, and uh, Gina's like, "Whoa, an invisible barrier!" Um, is like, "Cool, now unchange won't spread." Uh, so, you know, she won't have to kill every single person in her village. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so he's like, this is my chance to prevent Gina's tragedy. And, uh, he's like, I get to kick, you. I get to kick your butt heat. Uh, and she pulls out this gat. She's got that thing on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she goes. The peace. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, she's like, I haven't lived 190 years for nothing. And she goes, she fires off a gun uh and she notices that the heat is melting the bullet before she get before uh it can reach her it, it can reach him and she uses the g liner uh to oh wait she pulls out the g liner and uses a heat resistant uh robe to get in close this is that what the g liner does it can just like manifest this heat resistant robe it manifests anything nice okay just making sure mm-hmm and uh, she uses the G-Liner to create a robe and just, like, hit him at point-blank point rage. And she, and uh, the heat UMA looks up is like, you're a negator? He's like, and if I am, so what? Uh, and she, we get an explanation again of, uh, of Fuko's ability, you know, unluck. Uh, she Whatever she touches is imbued with, with her bare bat. hands. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. Uh, it's imbued with terrible luck. And uh, the stronger affection that she has for the thing, the more the stronger the stroke of bad luck would be, um, which is why she spent uh, one hundred the first one hundred years following the loop, working to change it. Um, and she basically pulls out a bullet that she made and is one of her favorites. That she has an affection for, and she calls it Bad Bullet Forty Four. She shoots heat with it and. Um, She's learned to basically imbue uh, her unluck into tools and objects. And uh, as she's flying away after she shoots the thing to get clear before the unluck takes charge, uh, she pulls Gina away and she's like, I spent the last 170 years trying to meet you again. And uh, yeah, he's like, I may have overtaken you in our age, but my my desire (laughs) has remained all the same. I may have absolutely murdered you in a previous life, but this life is going to be different because I'm not going to murder you here. Um, and uh, as she asks Gina to be friends with her, uh, a giant meteor crashes down directly into heat. Uh, and Gina's like, sure, I'll be your friend. And she's like, yeah, it's official. And they're like, cool. You know, it worked out. Mm. This is a stroke of unluck, huh? And then Fuko turns around and is like, wait a minute. That's not a meteorite. It's a person. (laughs) And it's Fang. Uh, Fang is down there and he's like, it seems like I was right to tail this apparition. Today is the day we do battle Fuko Izumo. And he's like, oh, shit. You already know who she is? Right. (laughs) He's like, I've been to you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And that's where the chapter ends. I guess they're going up against Fang right now. That's Uh, pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind that. Josh, what did you think about Undead Unluck Chapter 136? This is a cool-ass chapter, man. I really like that they developed Fuko's abilities a bit more. It seems so natural that she could put affection into objects because why not? I care about my certain objects. I care about my Nintendo Switch. I also care about my Nintendo Switch. I don't have a Switch. 
Well, you would if you did, right? Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or other objects, you know, like stuff I cherish, like souvenirs or something like that, or, or keepsakes or whatever you call that. So, you know, makes a lot of sense. And I, and I don't have much else to say. I'm, I don't remember Gina that much, but it was cool that they was able to save her. I just enjoy the arc that's going on right now, like the whole purpose. And yeah, I'm looking forward to this fight. That's all I got to say. Really. Yeah, I thought this it was. This is a really good chapter, though. It just wasn't the really good chapter. This yeah. was my second place, though. Yeah. I it, didn't see it. I didn't see it for, um for, for what was it? Hunter x Hunter? I didn't see it, man. What was it? The Krolo flashback? Yeah. I liked it. I liked the Phantom Troop. I'm not standing them. I, I'm standing I guess it's because I knew everyone already liked them, and I have issues with that, so... <laughs> That's probably what it was. The yeah. thing about the Phantom Troop is that they're very uniquely written for a group of villains. You know, I suppose. Um, they, they're what the Ukatsuki kind of wish they were. You know, like they, their group, they're strongly knit. The Ukatsuki were actually serious and 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 understood that there were actual issues outside of their own. Like they real, they knew they wasn't invincible. But the thing about the Akatsuki is that they didn't have, like, they it kind of fell apart, you know? Like, they didn't, they weren't consistent, they weren't consistent in the way they were written. Like, they didn't feel like a group, they just felt like guys who were working together, you know? Well, well that's what they were. Yeah, that was, that was the point they of They hated them. each other, too. Yeah, they didn't really Some like of each didn't other. didn't even like each other, yeah. They just kind of, like, formed together under a common thing, but they weren't, like, they had... They all worked together on this one common goal, but they also had their individual things that they were trying to achieve. A lot of them. I agree with like you saying though. I, I understand. If anything, they're more like the League of Villains than. There than you go. That's what they really is. are. That's a better. And that's comparison. what the League of Villains wishes they were. Yeah, that's why. How I'll agree with how, that. how is the Phantom Troop more developed? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, Undead yeah. Unluck. I also really like this chapter a lot. Um. I thought it was really cool. It is cool to continue to see Fuko's like advancing uh, character development here and her embracing of her negation. Right. Uh, this thing that caused her so much pain, and it was like shown over the course of the series, her getting more comfortable with using it as a weapon and using it as her strength. So uh, I appreciate that a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, it was just another one. These fangs showing up is very exciting. Uh, I did so, not see that coming. Yeah, I have no idea how that's how that is. You know, like how could that be? He that probably been knew about her. Fuko and was yeah. like, "I caught your ass finally! Yeah. Fight me now, please! Fight me now, please!" And she was like, "Yeah, it's about time." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but that was undead unluck. Uh, I don't want to uh, harp on that too much. It was a really good chapter, not the really good chapter, but a really good chapter. Um, all right, we have. Questions to close out 200 real fast. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice drop there, Brian. Brian, you have the questions. Uh, I sent. I believe I sent them to you. Uh, but, yeah, we have three questions that we're going to try to get to. We were supposed to do them last week, but I literally forgot. So uh, I just wanted to get through them now. Uh, we're going to try to do, like, two or three um, and uh, try to, and you know, do more as we go. But, um, yeah, let me know when you got him up, Brian, and we can fucking get... Yeah, go for it. All right. Who is your favorite villain in anime slash manga and why? 
That's a pretty hard question. <laughs> the Phantom Truth. No. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a car outside. Um. All right. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's got to be a, a One Piece villain. Teach. Really? Yeah. Ah, Teach? Yeah. Really? I guess Teach. I, it's hard. One singular villain, huh? That's tough. Frieza. Frieza's pretty good. Frieza's one of the best villains out there just because he's so good at being just a piece of shit. Um, Makima's a great villain. She was a great villain. Yeah. Uh, Sukuna. Light Yagami. Shigaraki out of Sukuna. Light Yagami. Light Yagami is one of the great villains for sure. I guess. He's kind of fucking stupid to me, but I guess we could save that conversation for another day. Yeah. Scar? No, if you think about him, if you really critically analyze his thoughts and reasons, he's kind of a fucking asshole. But yeah, I mean, he I, is an he's asshole. a villain. No, he's like, villain. not in no clever way. Like, it's like, bro, if you did a little bit of fucking research, maybe you could have actually did some good for the world with that power and killed the right people. But, but he didn't. There. <laughs> no, he didn't. He decided to just kill people in jail because everyone that gets sent to jail is for sure a criminal that deserves death. Yeah, villain. Yeah, he's a villain. He's a villain. Yeah, but it was stupid. It wasn't <laughs> thoughtful. You know what I mean? It wasn't like this thought-provoking... Yeah, villains often aren't thoughtful. Well, the best ones are supposed to be thoughtful. Eh. I think his whole thing is that everybody who commits a single crime dies. <laughs> that was his whole thing. Yeah. It could be petty theft, and that would still Except be for him. death for him. Except for him. Yeah. yeah, because he's the guy. He's well, that's what makes him kind of a great villain is that he is a massive hypocrite and a fucking terrible person. <laughs> and yeah, he's a bad he's a bad guy. We're not supposed to sympathize with him. Meruem's pretty good villain. Meruem's pretty great. Meruem is Ooh, really good. Good one, Brian. Great pull. Damn. Great pull. Meruem might be my favorite. Yeah, actually. that's what I was I thinking think too. He stole, I think I think it's the fact is the way it ended. It was the way it ended. Yeah. Because he was ruthless and that was gangster. He ended undefeated as well. He he did basically. He didn't lose to nobody, really. <laughs> and you probably was not gonna lose to anybody for a very, very, very long time. No, none of these lived. people we've seen, not none of <laughs> none of them. Not even a Phantom Troop. People I seen it on Google could would Merum have defeated the Phantom Troop? Yeah. And probably. it's like absolutely. Um except for Nobunaga. Crocodile. Crocodile's a good oh, villain. Crocodile's pretty good. He's swaggy. The OG. The OG villain. Um, Aegon from Ice Shield 21. Uh, Ice Shield. The, the quarterback? Yeah, The no, the, I mean, dual quarterback, I guess. He was Pain? Like, yeah, yeah. He was a quarterback and a Pain? running back, right? Pain's a great villain. Pain's a good villain. He's alright. Pain's a great villain. Zabuza? <laughs> yeah, Zabuza's great, honestly. Zabuza's pretty good. Gara. Gara was a great villain. What's our what's our what's our criteria for great villain? It's hard. I mean, you know, I I think it's a loose criteria. Yeah, I feel like villains just have to accomplish they they accomplish a job that fits the story that fits the narrative, right? Because Meruem and Frieza are two completely different villains, but they're both iconic in their own right. You know? Yeah. A lot of Dragon Ball villains are really good. Cell. Yeah, because they're simple. If a villain's good, it's someone that's like you can get mad at them easily. That's one aspect, sure. not just the, but with Freeze, but it's that he was so easy yeah. to hate. Just because, yeah, yeah, it can be on the scale of easy to hate. You love to hate him, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Hate to love him, <laughs> you know. 
But who Eisen. is the best? Who is your favorite, though? Eisen is probably my favorite. That's such I, a hard I had question. the most joke. I had to give it to Eisen personally. As much bullshit as I've talked about him, it's got to count for something. <laughs> He's planned everything. <laughs> And I don't mean it's that. It's got to count for something. He does live rent-free in my head. <laughs> With the lines. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Who's my favorite? He's not my favorite. I think it's Meruem. Wow. Me. All-time favorite? No, he was really good because he was so smart and he was still learning. Like, towards the end. Even like, his malice. No, even before that. We already know. We already know. The end was beautiful. Almost brought a tear to my fucking eye, It's bro. just his evolution as a character. Yo, it was the fact that he had this... It was that he wasn't... He didn't have this malice as far as, like, he wanted to just murder and kill. He wanted to dominate and lead and, and had this curiosity. It was just... Man, it was just different, yo. He he was like a baby, but smart, like a smart baby, with all this power. <laughs> and how he came? No, was there like was a something smart, to be said. Smart baby. No, there was something to be said with Marilyn. Where no, I like, didn't know what you're talking the, about. All is said and done. The conclusion he came to was that no life is precious and is worth upholding. Too bad I had to die. In the process of learning. Was that the message there? I want to reread that arc again one of these days and really try to, like, yeah, you know, tackle yeah. it with a certain lens. Marum's that guy. I won't take that from you. I'll stick with Aizen. Marum's Even great. if it's ironic. Man, I guess I got to make a definitive call here. You do, actually. That was the question. It feels a little premature to say Blackbeard, but, you know. Um, He's really cool. Yeah. It is premature to say Blackbeard. I'll say e- even early in the series. Sorry to talk over you, but like him talking to to Luffy and being inspirational to him, and then pulling up on him later, like, "Yeah, I'm a pirate, bro." That was enough for me to be like, "Yeah, I." <laughs> he's he's that he's 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 a cool guy. Yeah, in in the villain way. Yeah. Shigaraki used to be really cool when he was Shigaraki. He was arguably be my one of my favorites too. I really like Shigaraki. I liked mm-hmm. how we thought. I liked that he was unapologetically evil. I mean, because he he was reacting based on what he went through, but he was also not like this like reactionary guy that yeah. ah fuck the world. He was just like, no, this is who I'm gonna be. This is how what I'm gonna work towards being. And yeah, it was just cool. I like how he talked too. So yeah. Wow. I never liked All for One, except for the very beginning. The very first fight with him and All Might was really cool, and then All for One just wouldn't die. Yeah, he just went <laughs> He just wouldn't Hill. die. He was just cool in the chair. Dead. He was cool in the chair. Yeah, he was cool in the chair. Anyway, shit. Why don't we go to the next chapter and you hold that down? Yeah, hold, hold that down. Brian, what, what's the next question? All right. What manga would you show someone slash encourage them to read if they've never read manga before? I've actually been thinking about this. Definitely not Hunter Hunter. No. No. <laughs> not Hunter Hunter. No. <laughs> if, if we don't have an answer, we know for sure it ain't that. Yeah, there's With some, all due respect. <laughs> there's some pretty solid staples that you can well, I wouldn't recommend with. One Piece either. Not, not, no, you have to. One you, Piece is too daunting. You need to have a fucking foundation before you get into something like Naruto. One Piece, in my opinion. I'd say Naruto. Naruto's a nice beginner one. 
So um, is Bleach. Yeah. Bleach. Black Clover, My Hero Academia. Black Clover, yeah. Black Clover ha- is like a shonen starter pack. Yeah. It literally has every quality of a uh, every basic quality of a, yeah. of a shonen in it. Um other corny shit. I like guess to Fairy Tales probably a decent one for beginners. Man, if they can handle fairy tale, they could definitely handle one piece. They they might as well read one piece. It's a better fairy tale. Fairy tale doesn't happen. Nothing happens in fairy tale. Exactly. <laughs> no it, that's why I'm saying. I do mean offense by that actually. <laughs> Sorry guys. The same shit happens at the end of every yeah, arc. Okay. You're gonna recommend fairy tale. You won't re- no, I it's might easy, as well read one piece. Easy to read. Read one piece. And get into. No, I would Look, Chris cool. got so mad that fairy tale was mentioned. <laughs> now I feel how Josh feels like you're supposed to be the unbiased king. What the no. fuck? No, fairy tale is whack. This is <laughs> this is my unbiased opinion. I mean, like if you're gonna, the idea is like fairy tale is just like starter One Piece. Like this is a less intimidating One Piece. Just read One Piece. It's a better story. <laughs> Cut the middleman out. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a less intimidating One Piece. It's a child's play One Piece. But anyway. Um, to I guess like to give a couple full metal. Yeah, I was about to say full metal alchemist is a good starter manga, uh, or anime as well. Honestly, probably the best anime. one. I think that's the best one. To probably start one with. of the better ones. Yeah. In my opinion, when I think about starter, I think about recommending it to to anybody out of Japan. <laughs> yeah. First no. of all, hey, full metal right? alchemist is good for that. Second of all, that means it has to be something that's like accessible in a way that's not like all right something like for example bakuman as as no. great of a series as it is and i think that somebody who has an uh, who just appreciates new things would love that series it would be such a turnoff for someone that doesn't understand the, yeah like why these the things same. are important at all to begin with so yeah full metal tough. i would say full metal is a good place for that yeah. because it's not very reliant um to cowboy bebop no that's what i was gonna say i was i don't i actually don't agree with that because i used to see it all the time and it would always turn it off every single time what do you mean the, the fucking opening is iconic no it wasn't but it, it was but it wasn't to me all right i'm not gonna get into this argument of yeah, popular yeah, things that josh hates <laughs> no i didn't even know <laughs> it, was <popular. laughs> it was just you know it was used to be on adult swim <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> I, I don't care Anyway. <laughs> All right, wait, wait. Uh, okay, so I guess to stay away from like things that are like kind of staple shonen. Gurren Lagann. I mean, it'll be hard to get your hands on Hajime no Ippo. I feel like a lot of people would enjoy that. Uh, yeah. Hajime no Ippo, Ice Shield, One Punch Man. I One feel like Punch Man. I think, no, we'll, I think it's going to basket. <laughs> All right, in my opinion, I think One Punch Man is for manga readers. Because uh, you don't know what it, you won't appreciate what they're parody, pa- parodying. I know? think you would. I look. I I have a friend who doesn't read manga at all. He reads One Punch Man. But I'm does like, he get it that the whole point of characters looking serious is so that? Yeah, he finds it funny. Then, you know, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's that ex- inaccessible. It's not that nuanced. I guess you're right. Um, Mob Psycho 100 is pretty good for uh like a first timer. Uh, now nah, when the character was like kill, 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 hidden, hidden Saitama, come on, man, I was for the manga readers, yo. I mean, sure, yeah. there's, there's <laughs> that stuff for manga. Cause we readers. all thought he was dead. <laughs> I'll say, I thought he died. <laughs> I'll say definitively, my top two that I would introduce to people is Full Metal Alchemist, and <laughs> what's the other one? That I forgot. I come. Oh, Cowboy Bebop. That, that mm. was going to be my two. Yeah. 
Death Note is a good one. Ooh, Death Note is. Death Note's a good starter. Soul Leader's a nice one too. Yeah. Ooh, Soul Leader. Wow. I miss Soul Leader. I would say, I, if you want to go out there, um, there's this manga called Blue Period. It's really nice. It's about painting. Um, but it is like in Japan. This is a Netflix like Netflix Avatar. adapted into an anime. It's pretty good. Yeah. Does Avatar count? I don't know if it counts, but I'll it's watch not, Avatar. It's not anime. Or manga. Uh, watch it anyway. Watch it anyway. It's the best thing. Yeah. One of the All right. best things. Well, that's it for that question. I've okay, like okay. answered enough. Villain? You guys want to do this? Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. Right. It's okay. Go one, one more. Last question. All right. What food portrayed in anime or manga would you want to eat IRL? And oh, why? shit. Anything PS, from... Real quick. P.S. Tell Josh that I believe the drink of choice for Dominicans is the Red Country Club Soda. Despite the fact that it is objectively the worst flavor of the four. <laughs> what? Red Country Club Honestly, soda? he's not wrong. I've never even heard of that shit. We got that question a long time ago. I don't even remember the context. Wow. <laughs> it's not, it, it's honestly not even wrong either. I was probably talking about Mothas or something. Like Country Club, like they do drink Country Club a lot. What right is that? It's a soda? Yeah, yeah it's, it's soda. like a, so it comes in like a bottle and you have to like, Literally like this, and you have to use a bottle opener. To you can't do it yourself. No, no. it's not, <laughs> not like with a malta. my bare hands. It's not like a malta. No, and it it's it's literally like a it's like a Pepsi, but yeah, but country. You never had a country club soda. You have to show me. Mm. You said it comes in a glass bottle. Yeah, anyway. it comes in a glass bottle. Yeah, you gotta show me that. All right, question. What was the question again? What food from a manga would you eat? I, I mean, guess? do we just rule out um? Shokugeku no Yeah, Food Wars is like a cheat. I, I mean, guess. everything. Everything sounds good in that. All the bowls. Yeah, all the dumbbody. Okay, I got I got one. I got one. And uh, this should count. I've never seen this, but could you screenshot and send it to me? I'm going to send it to my Dominican friend. Let's see what she says. You're going to be like, do you like this? <laughs> Have you had these? Does your dad drink these? <laughs> dad is Dominican. Yeah. Anyway, go for it, Josh. Um, oh, okay. I remember watching Pokemon back in the day, and Brock used to make those rice balls. Mm. And I heard they're so good. Not Brock's because he's a fake person. Mm-hmm. He's a He's a fake it's not real, but I want some of that ramen that Naruto be eating. Like that shit looks fucking mm. good. Oh yeah. shit, yeah. Ishiraki. But no, my my call is is Brock's rice balls. They always look good. Mine is Naruto's ramen. Nice. Um, I have. There's this like restaurant that the kids from Haikyuu went to one time Ooh. after they lost the <laughs> tournament initially, and I was like, yeah, the barbecue <laughs> on the table, yeah. Yes, they do that at World in World Trigger Two. Mm-hmm. We gotta go there. You know they got the spot called Antoya, and they do the bar. They got that here in the city. We nice. got we're gonna hit that shit up. Yeah, and and read World Trigger at the same time. At the same exact time. Yeah. At the same. That's the thing. Exact we're time. gonna fucking do that. All right. Favorite villain is I, I'll throw it in um, Crocodile. Why not? He was a great villain. Crocodile. He was Cop the, out. He was the OG. He was the man. It's premature to say Blackbeard, and it has to be a One Piece villain. <laughs> just go with Foxy, dude. Can I just say all the Celestial Dragons? I wish I could say the CP9. No. You could just say Rob Lucci. No. He wasn't my favorite among them. My favorite was Commodore for all the wrong Commodore. reasons. Commodore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was him getting thrown. 
It was it was Frankie looking in horror as as he as Topper just held him in his like from the top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> like he was just like a a piece of something. Yeah. Like he was this can he's just tossing the garbage. <laughs> Peace. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. Yo, yo. That was a definitive moment in our lives. That was. When we saw that. And Gibbo. And Gibbo. Gibbo was a big deal. Um, <laughs> that was the sound that Jabra made when Sanji, <laughs> when Sanji kicked oh, him yeah, for the first time. Oh, yeah, fucking Jabra, man. You know? he, he got blown up with a kick. Imagine that. Imagine someone kicks you and your body explodes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'd make a weird sound, too, if I would survived. All right, well, there's my cop-out answer for how, now. How is it that the soap lady showed up and Jabra didn't? The soap lady's there? Soap lady's in red. Film red, right? Yeah, soap lady is there. Khalifa's there, and so is Bluno. Bluno's a prominent character. <laughs> they were like, fuck that motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> Jabra. <laughs> Bluno's a prominent character in One Piece Film Red. He's very Bluno's the giraffe? No, he's the door-door guy. Oh. He's the one that Luffy takes down with gear second. For the Yo, he, <laughs> yeah, that was an iconic moment too. And he was about to go gear third, mm. and then nigga just fell back. He's <laughs> like, oh, dude, the way that Bluno was not ready for Monkey D. Luffy that day, <laughs> no, it was crazy. He, thought, he just stood there and took all those punches. Right? He said, ah. Oh. Oh, <laughs> you ever been punched and confused? <laughs> Just like, oh, well, I gotta watch that shit again. <laughs> oh, dude, it's great. It's a great scene. Anyway, yeah. well, there we go. Those are your questions. We'll try to do more. We're I know we're behind, but uh, that those were the questions for this week, and that has been our show. Uh, thank you guys uh, so much. Two hundred episodes, a cool two hundo. Um, I. I I don't know how many people actually listen on a weekly basis, but I, I do know you're out there, and uh, I appreciate you guys helping us out along the way. We love you. We love you. Um, I want to give a special thanks to Brian Boss, saucy Brian Bossy out there. Uh, he's the My guy. Who, man. He's the guy who got us started. He's the uh, the producer before the Edge Lord. Uh, I never met you, but I love you too. Yeah, uh, I still have your equipment. <laughs> it's uh, it's very nice of you that you got us started on this journey and. Yeah, two hundred, man, from the bottom of our hearts. So. Weeks later, yeah, here we are, uh, in my apartment. That's over two <laughs> years, right? How many years? Over two years. We started in 2019, so this would be three years, wow. going on four. Wow. So you know, yeah, four next spring. Holy shit! We've been through a lot of trials and tribulations. Oh but we're here. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for being with us for 200 episodes. If you've been listening that long, uh, if you haven't, you can. Uh, we have every single episode up on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And it wouldn't take you 200 weeks to catch up. No. Even if y'all didn't, I just I really appreciate y'all listening. We love talking about this shit. This is really a pastime for us, you know, and it's it'll keep going as long as we enjoy what we read and, and what we talk about. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to Sketchy Mike for being the only fan in correspondence with us. It, it really does brighten our day to get, like, messages from you and emails and stuff. And Yeah, you're MVP, Mike. Yeah. Bro. You know yeah, that. I love your questions. We may you not, know that, bro. You know that. We don't got to tell you. Yeah, we may not respond 100% at the time because we get tired. And we oh, God, to end an yeah, episode. Like today. But, um, uh, to- yeah, you know, is- like, uh, it's 12.22 a.m. and I got yeah. work at... 9.15 yeah, I, have to I gotta up. get back to Harlem I ain't getting back to Harlem until like 2 in the morning at least Yeah, I have you gonna to. drive me to the train broski yeah. 
Thanks. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I have to get up at seven uh, or not seven. I have to get up at five thirty. So oh, that's like shit. Right. shit. What let's the go. Uh, we yeah, love I, you guys. We gotta go, boys. <laughs> Wait, plugs. Uh, oh shit. At the Chris Espinal, at Brian, Epi.esp on Twitter and Instagram, at Josh, at uh, at JD Cole underscore thirty seven on Instagram, uh, at New jo- New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Brian is on Twitch at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, Email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. Subscribe to the podcast, please. Uh, let's keep please. growing this thing. That would be super cool. Please leave me feedback. I'm going to try a bunch of like uh, things to make this episode a little bit more uh, dynamic visually. So please leave us feedback on how I can improve on that um, and how I can make the podcast more entertaining for you guys to watch. Uh, and yeah that's it subscribe to us on itunes spotify wherever you listen to podcasts the audio version usually comes out first uh this was a chaotic episode but uh we appreciate you guys sticking around for it thank you guys so much and see you next week new job citizens peace out guys how about them cowboys all right